Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cinema Sit Down. I'm Daniel. I'm Portia. And I'm Jerry. And today we are discussing Jerry's pick. Yeah. Yeah, we are. One of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this one. Um, we've been gone for a couple weeks, but uh, we welcome have. back. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We do have some announcements, I believe, right? Portia and Daniel have announcements. Absolutely. You know what? I'm good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm wow. the only one with announcements this week? You're the week? only one this All week. Right. Yeah. Oh, Play my fanfare. There you go. Take Thank it away. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to take a moment to, before we get into our discussion of today's topic, um, that we are big supporters of the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA strikes that are currently going on. That's within the Screen Actors Guild, yep. as well as the Writers Guild. Um, I feel like it's a little confusing for everyone as to how they're supposed to approach this and if we should be promoting things. But we just want to say that this show is in celebration of the people that create this art. You know, we're mm -hmm. celebrating the writers, we're celebrating the actors, we're celebrating the crew. And that's really what our podcast is focused on so we will be breaking down today's topic but i just wanted it to be known that we are big supporters of the strikers uh we stand with you we sure. believe everyone deserves equal pay for their equal amount of effort i agree yep. so with that being said we can go ahead and get into today's topic yeah also can i just say oh. one more thing about that there can, can we just point out that it's not <laughs> It, this isn't about the the big actors like Tom Cruise and Matt Damon, and this is not about those actors making a lot of money in A tier. This is about the everyday people, and those people people make it about these bigger actors and why it's, do they need more money? And it's not it's about not, it's them. not them. It's also about like Bob Iger and the CEOs of these massive like streaming companies Disney. paying you know getting paid millions and millions of dollars a year. And the writers are not getting paid anywhere near that. None. And there's also, um, there's been a lot of talk about AI stepping in as a form of worker, if you will, for these really big companies. And I'm sorry, but I don't know about you. I don't want to watch a movie written by AI. I want to watch a movie written by somebody. Even yes, if that movie is awful, at least I know, hey, some person somewhere had a dream and they made it happen. Yeah. That's dope. I agree. Well, I also don't want to see the actors be replaced with AI. Like, Hell no. you know, Harrison Ford in 20 years time doing an Indiana Jones 8 when he's, you know, gone yes. and buried god bless his soul but like the ai actor taking over i don't yeah. really want to see that i also don't want to see ai on stage doing hologram shows i feel like that's weird it's also already coming no, into play there is a disney it's weird disney is being attacked right now and i know you can find these videos on tiktok and i'm sorry i don't remember the specific movie that they're calling out but there is a kids disney movie where they took the extras and they basically made them into ai and if you look into the crowd there are people that aren't real people yep. within it. So it's already kind Weird. of starting to bleed into real people's possible jobs. Are you I know talking it about that game show? Extra. No, it's like a okay. some Disney movie. Because you remember when that game they show used they used them for like they, extras they, and like a yeah they CGI'd stuff in game and a game show too mm -hmm. during uh, COVID time because yeah. they didn't have people in the crowd so they CGI'd fake. Oh, people. they did that for like the NBA games and stuff. So didn't they? weird. Yeah, it I, was like creepy. WWE. I'd rather see an empty stand with I'm a bunch sure. of cardboard cutout celebrities than <laughs> just like Yoshi yeah. chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Mario sipping a beer and yeah, 
And then everyone on TikTok is just yeah. an NPC and they're moving in place. And there's got to be fights in the stands real? too. So there's going to be like cardboard cutouts of like two fans like in the mid punch. <laughs> like uh, Rocky. <laughs> but yeah, just to kind of wrap this up, we will have um, details in the description of places where if you are also in support of these strikes, where you can donate, where you can help, and how you can help. Good yep. idea. Mm-hmm. That's Good idea. that on that. A star-studded cast of idiots is thrown into Vietnam to film what could be the next Saving Private Ryan Oscar bait movie. But when production begins hemorrhaging money, the director decides to shoot guerrilla style and things go wild from there. Tropic Thunder came out in 2008. It is rated R. It's one hour and 47 yep. minutes, depending on what version you watch. That's right. It is written by Justin Thoreau, Ben Stiller, and Eaton Cohen. And it is mm-hmm. directed by Ben Stiller. Yep. Great writers. Can we just point out? I'm yes. into it. Yep. I agree. Um, Portia pointed out that like, hey, doesn't the writers of this movie do a lot of the movies that you like? And like you brought uh, up a bunch of the other movies. The Coen brothers? Yeah. And like you just brought up Justin a bunch of movies. Theroux? I'm not good with the directors. See, I'm still learning on okay, do you know who who's Ben's connected. And I'm like, oh, they made that movie. I guess I do like it because that person made it. Yeah. Or, no Country for Men. Yep. I like that movie too. And random. Different, different take on. 100%. You know. Justin Thoreau. I did know he Jenny. had a hand in making this movie. So random, in my oh, yeah. opinion. Has he written other things? Do yes. What else? He has. Um, off the top of my head, I can't. I I, I don't want to botch it. Yeah. But makes he sense. he's got a lot of writing credit. Okay, I'm gonna have to and look into that. And he was that. Jennifer Aniston's ex. Yes. Um, and he was in you Charlie's were Angels you, were, too. you told me that the other night. I had no idea about that. Yeah. So I was like, from this name, you're not gonna know anything he. Uh, anything relating to him but to justin Theroux oh. is Ethan like Cohen. a huge like he's huge in the uk he's an american correct? psycho yeah like he was, it, he he's was... a pop star in the uk what he yeah he's a musician what yep nice. oh no that's... get with it just say he is in no, your no, highness no. we talked about it in the last <laughs> episode you guys don't want to watch that high movie no we don't um but he is in there is he yeah he's in your highness Interesting. He's he's he had a hand in Iron Man too. The right. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. As really? well as being in like American Psycho, Mulholland Drive, Girl on the Train, he's got writing credits as well. I've seen he's him. Talented. I've seen yes. him in a few things. Honestly, the only thing that really sticks out is he's in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. That's which right. Is the sequel to Charlie's Angels, mm-hmm. which is great. He also um, wrote I the really car- he's the executive that. producer wrote the cartoon of Zoolander Supermodel. It was a cartoon they did. Oh, okay. He yeah. also had writing credits on Zoolander too. Yeah, so that's why I figured he, but he wrote like the cartoon and produced it. So I'm assuming they're like, oh, like you want to get on the then the second movie, you know, then Zoolander two. Absolutely. So, so I still haven't seen. Uh, ben Stiller, by the way, I do want to bring up, is one of my favorite actors slash writers, directors. Have you seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I have not. You That's should. on my list. I've you heard it's it. good. I like it. I heard it was good, too. It's yeah. touching. It's, um, a, it's a sweet story. I think my favorite movie, he, one of my favorite movies also is Heavyweights. Uh, Disney's Heavyweights. One of my favorite movies. Oh, about, you've brought that yeah, up before. The, uh, Fat Camp uh, kids, most of them from the Mighty Ducks are yeah. in this movie. Same director of the Mighty Ducks um, put some of the old cast in that movie because he directed it. So, okay. And Ben Stiller was the head villain of that movie. Old movie. Old, oldish. Oldish. Yeah. Back in the 98. I think like 96, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That movie's pretty old. And I think it was Ben Stiller's first solo acting without his parents. Oh, like his team. Without his team. It was like, he was the, he was an actual, main character gotcha 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 but let's get into tropic thunder i'm down let's go 
Um, <laughs> so, okay. I Bunch laugh. of idiots. So that's... <laughs> I laugh because the intro of this movie is actually kind of ads, low-key. It's three parad- parody trailers. Yes. Jerry, do you want to sp- share your, your fun uh, fact about this? Okay, so I went to go see this movie, and I'm pretty sure I saw it with my buddy Joey Scarlato. Um was Shout out! He yeah. has a full name tag. Was it? Was this in New Jersey? Yes. No. This was. Uh, he is Italian, but no. This was in my hometown of California, in California, in the Bay Area. Uh, but we went to go see this movie, and I remember watching all these trailers. And by the last one, I'm like, "When are these movies coming out?" Because like I was really confused. Christ. They blended it in really well. They added a real trailer in the beginning, and and then they let the rest of the movie be these trailers. So I thought these were all real movies. That were coming out with all these actors that were you're such a in special special soul. Yes, I, I just it was, I was like, I what the fuck is Scorcher? I never even saw fact. Scorcher one, two, I know there's three, fucking four, six five. of them. Shit, I, I went. I, where have I been? I'm gonna have to go on a binge. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this opening scene. So the first thing we open on is booty shaking, booty booty shaking, booty yes, booty booty dude. shaking, booty booty everywhere, everywhere. Um, and. It's an ad for some type of like energy crunk drink? juice, like you yeah. know. It's an energy drink. I it's think. an energy yeah. drink. It was very big in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone had one. Lil John ha- literally had, he crunk, had crunk juice, juice. right? Yeah. Yes. So we open on that, and then we go to our first quote unquote movie trailer for the Scorcher. No, it's just called Scorcher. Just Scorcher. Scorcher. Yeah, just yeah. the first one is Scorcher. And man, these ads are fucking hilarious. hilarious they're they, all really good who left the fridge open like they got mr <laughs> movie phone from like 1999 to they got the proper that. trailer voice guy yeah i loved yep. it it's so good so we have these fake trailers the first one is for scorcher which stars um our main lead ben stiller yep. playing tug tug speedman yes that's his no name. no, no. Yeah. His, his his name is tug speedman no. Tug Speedman. Tug Speedman. So we're introduced Tug-nots. to him, and he's supposed to be like, you know, your big action movie star. They gave him like the Tom Cruise wig. <laughs> From Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Yes. yes. It looks that, like, so weird bad. weird mushroom cut. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not my jam. Not my favorite version of Tom Cruise's hair. Um, but that's how our, our introduction to our main lead. Then mm-hmm. we move over to our next More uh, trailer, yes. which is basically white people's answer to Nutty Professor. The clumps. <laughs> the fatties. The clumps. Yeah, the clumps. The clumps. Also too. Not Nutty oh, Professor. Yeah. It could clumps. be Nutty Professor, the clumps. Didn't uh, he play a bunch of the... Didn't Eddie Murphy play wait. a bunch of different roles in the Nutty Professor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Same kind of thing. They to me, the, that's were the they original. Called the clumps? Am I just... The clumps no, is a different movie, true. but It's yes. a different movie? Yes. Pretty Christ. sure it was Yo, movie. Yeah, it's a sequel. It's yeah. A sequel. Nutty Professor. There's like clumps, Nutty Professor right? 1, 2, and then like the clumps, clumps or Meet the Clumps or something yeah, like or that. Yeah, or Clumping Around. Clumping Around. And then there was Norbit, which was also the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Norbit right? was yeah. the same thing. He was playing a lot. The He was playing Norbit and. Respucia. Respucia. Good I've movie. I've never seen Norbit. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I only know of Respucia from E40. Oh. <laughs> Respucia. From E40. Yeah. Oh, that's the no, only reason I know. Back to the Bay. Um, I think it's funny. We should bring to attention to these trailers. This movie is a satire movie. Yes, it so is this a movie play on is Hollywood. Okay, it's an interesting Hollywood. movie. It's rude and crude, and it's a whole play on um, the mockery of method acting and Hollywood's narcissism. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. There's a lot. It's, it's a lot to unpack. In a nutshell, absolutely. Yes. I mean, there's a lot in this movie. There's like, you know, I know he's been asked about it. Like, could he make it today? Like, I don't think you can. I don't think comedy's aged like this. I don't think yes. it's appropriate to make it like today. I don't think you they could, could do it. 
you could do it. Yes. I don't know that you will get the fanfare that this movie got. Yes. Right. Because I do think that, like, yes, were there people who are watching this completely missing the irony? Yes. Yes. 100%. A lot of people were. Obviously. So I think that, like, the average per... Okay, so I think that there were probably people that didn't understand the irony within the comedies. So, sure. like, did they just take it for face value? Sure, there yes. are some people. But I do think the good a good majority of the people who enjoy this movie yeah. are enjoying the parody. They're enjoying how ridiculous and over-the-top it is. And they're not just like, oh, my God, this is offensive. Like, it's like, no, they're talking about how many like just audacious things have been done by Hollywood and they think yes. it's totally normalized and it's not it's not okay and it's also like ridiculous and i feel like this movie does a good job of showcasing that i don't think that they're being outright just like mean i don't yeah. think it's mean spirited at all i don't think it is i i think they know that hollywood pick actors to portray people with disabilities and then they win awards and it's kind of hard to kind Mm -hmm. of kind of look at that and like recognize it in a way yeah and i don't know i could say when i first saw this movie too though i was like what the fuck is this and then like you know as i got older I, realized I mean, it is offensive. Like, it, like it is but offensive, but they know it's offensive. Like, yeah. you know, that's why it's I think Ben Stiller be. says you can't. I'm do not. It, yeah. I'm not saying you're dumb if you if you hate this movie because it feels offensive to you. I mean, that's that's your right to that's not your, like that's the movie. your feeling. Yeah, that's your feeling. That's fine. You can Absolutely. feel that way, but it's also maybe because like you you're just not on that. You just don't understand what what the writers were trying to do. It wasn't written to be offensive. It was written to show you the mockery, the mockery of the industry. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. Um, moving on with these trailers, we get another trailer that after the fatties, that's <laughs> um, kind of an ode to like, is this supposed to be about Brokeback Mountain? Like, I don't you know no. what? I, I, we were trying to we, figure this. Yeah, out we couldn't too. figure it out for sure. I think it's. Okay. Or a play the on way, like the, the idea way I look of at, like a taboo romance. Like the way I, I look at the trailer is like you could. It's like in the name of the Pope. <laughs> um, yes, they are priests, but they kind of they've got this sordid love affair. You can tell out of the trailers that it's definitely the Oscar-winning one. For yeah. like, you know, it's, it's yes, obviously because obviously, but yeah, but they're all yeah, best, the, the, best kiss winner. Toby the cinematography, <laughs> but like also they're like five-time Oscar winner Kirk Lazarus. Like you yeah. know, this is the one that's like mm-hmm. you know his this, contacts are fucking crazy in I know, this movie. I, I really well, want as them, Kirk actually. Lazarus, they're crazy. Yeah, like because that's not even his real eyes. He is. He literally says in this movie later, like you know, he's the guy disguised. As another, another guy, guy. Playing the other dude, guy. And it really is dude. because he is Robert Downey Jr. playing Kirk Lazarus, playing Sergeant Lazarus or, or whatever, Kirk playing uh, the Australian oh, yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. But his fake contacts in as the Australian actor. So, oh, Osiris, sorry. Yeah, like his eyes are just crazy, like <laughs> stupid looking to me. Like, They're they, insane. They do it on purpose. It's over, over the top. Yeah, he stole this movie for me. Mm-hmm. And in case you were wondering what that trailer was called, it was Satan's Alley. To which I was like, is that a butt crack reference? Yeah, like, is that a butt? Take take it however you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't. (laughs) It was just funny. (laughs) But then we get our real intro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's time for the actual movie, if you will. 
So we get a little bit of voiceover, which also feels like so Hollywood. Like, yes, don't all like Oscar Beatty movies mm-hmm. like, and it's a great voice like too. This it's like, uh, here's where we were when we stopped the story, and it's always like mm-hmm. full circled at the end. But so, we know, know. Uh, he has a voice that the same level to me as like Morgan Freeman, Nick Nolte. Yeah, like in this intro, it sounds perfect. I don't think anyone else except for Morgan Freeman could do that intro. Now, I feel like... describes the whole intro. That gruff, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to know who Nick Nolte is, and I'm sad to say that I really don't have a good understanding of, like... I think that's okay. Nick Nolte is. Like, is mm-hmm. he... He's a legend? Yes. I don't know. But, like, what did he... I don't, I, don't, I don't know about le- I don't know about legend. I mean, he's he's, he's done a lot just, of movies. He's an OG. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like he's, an OG. He's had an, he's got a career. He's yes. been around. I mean, I can like Prince of Tides. I think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I'm even to know name what that some movie off the is. Top of my head. <laughs> but I'll just L- like noticeable Nick Nolte movies that like Portia may have heard of. Yeah, like what what am I supposed to know? Uh, I just keep thinking of Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, fuck. Sure. Um, Affliction. And Warrior. Affliction, like oh, the yeah, brand. Oh, yeah, he was in Warrior. Like, mm-hmm. like, like the Jersey Shore t-shirt? No, t-shirt no. Time? <laughs> t-shirt time. Oh, no, not, not that. Not that Affliction? No. Okay, got it. Um, he was in Zookeeper with Ben St- uh, with Ben Stiller's movie again? With Kevin... Zookeeper. Yeah, that no. one didn't fly across my uh, He was in Arthur, the remake. With, you know what? Uh, with our boy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Russell Brand. Oh, he's in that. Oh, movie. that's right. Um, he's not. Okay, I mean, so I know. wouldn't know him from anything. There's not, not a single thing you've named where I was like, "Oh, Gangster Squad, Noah." Mm-hmm. He's in. The oh, Hulk. I saw Noah, the one with Warrior. Russell Crowe. Yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. the Hulk. Okay, he's I in the Noah. Warrior. He's yeah. the dad in the Warrior. Okay, yeah. he's in Tropic Thunder. Work. Oh, I have oh, seen that shit. movie. So work. I mean, I am okay. literally just going through his IMDb. So <laughs> go fuck yourself. He's in the Incredible Hulk. He's the dad in Cape Fear. A career. I don't know about, you know, legend status. Okay. Okay. He's not quite... He's not Al Pacino, is what he's you're saying. He's not Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I did think he was Jeff Bridges. He's not Sean Connery. Jerry was like, Who, who's the guy who's playing Four Leaf? And I, I almost looked at you and said, Jeff Bridges, obviously. Fucking Jeff yes. Bridges. Anyway. I did get him, I did get him confused. <laughs> That's actually not bad. A scream? A scream? If you haven't listened to our last podcast, apparently Don't, because Jerry's accent is terrible. I say scheme. In you there. do. That was Romeo and Juliet. A few ciders in. No, I think that's how you say it. Okay. Scheme. Scheme. It's a scheme, Monty Penny. You see? It's a scheme. We're gonna we're gonna steal the diamond. See? We're gonna go in through the skylight. See? This just tell him it was a second. Oh my god! This opening scene gave me big Michael Bay vibes, and I was like, "Oh no, it's like Transformers again." Oh, they did it. And then I was like, "Okay, it's 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 supposed to be this ridiculous." Saving Private Ryan, Platoon, Hamburger Hill, Full Metal Jacket, mm-hmm. all of I can, them. I can keep going. Yeah, yeah it's born on the Fourth of July, Saving Private Ryan type of shit. No, they definitely were trying. They were going yeah. for that. So basically, we too. see these choppers flying in, and they're on their way to some site. And when we get there, we just see absolute mayhem and chaos. It's literally like they were saying, yeah. like Saving Private Ryan. Full. What is Full Metal Jacket? Is that take place in the same era? It's a, it's a war movie again. Nick, war yeah, Nick, it's, it's uh, been on. Jack Nicholson. Right? I mean, no. um, that's the other movie. Yeah. Um, whatever. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, shit. What is that? Fuck. Fuck. You shit. can't handle the truth. Damn, what is it? That was Jack Nicholson. I know, but what is it? Oh. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes movie. doing it. 
a few good men. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. You got it, dude. And I knew the whole time. Thank you. Good job. Good job. <laughs> so it, it's Christ. just like mayhem everywhere. Uh-huh. I specifically really love uh, Jay, Jay Bichelle. Yeah, yeah it's one of my favorite him. movies. And I think he's I'm, good in yeah. this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a pick. I have a movie for him later. I love that actor. He plays Kevin Sandusky, and his character is actually the same name as his actor name because he's so unknown. But yes, he, he's he's the unknown uh, member of the cast. But he is. Wait, this, isn't like, his name Brooklyn? I think that's maybe a nickname. Yeah, it's a nickname. Yeah, it's a nickname. He's but his, name, oh, so his name is his name. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. No, his, no, his, his first name is his name. Oh, it, does he have a different last name? In real life? No, 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 no. For the movie. For the movie. I think his character's name He's, is his, his name. His character's name is the same as his actual name. Because when um, Robert Downey Jr. asks right him about it later, he's like, oh. He, or he asks him his name. He's like, wait, isn't that your name? So yeah, no, his, his actor in the movie's name is the same as the character in Tropic Thunder. Correct. So like, and it's also a play on probably everything he's done because everything he's in, in normal, he goes by Jay. Like, this is the end. I think he's Jay. Is he Jay in, um, he's Jay um, in yeah, but, Knocked uh, Up? Uh, I love you. I think in Knocked Up, he may be Jay. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't know that sure, was a thing. I'm pretty That's sure funny. he goes by his name in his own Like movies. DJ Quals? Like... <laughs> <laughs> DJ oh my god, we have to watch the new guy. What a great another movie. one! Another one. Um, I'm pretty sure he does. I know. I know. There's a few movies that he has a character. Uh, Jay Burchell. I can't ever say his name, but um, but there's a few movies where he plays a character with his actual name, like his name. Yeah, his like first name is. That's so funny. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing right. he did, but it totally if makes I figured sense. figured it all out, you know. So, yeah, they hone in on this scene. Um, Jay Bruchelle slash Kevin Sandusky has, like, a really Almost sick famous. murder. That's what it was. Almost famous. Jesus he he is one of the random Sorry, kids. Yeah, in I, I also, I also like right. him because I did grow up watching him in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. So he, he was on that? that. Yeah, he was one of the main characters in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow, the more you know. Yeah. Um, really? Wow, I can't get over that. What? Afraid of the dark? I don't know. Sometimes. (laughs) Depends. Oh. So, uh, like I was saying, I just have to notice, like, Kevin Sandusky gets, like, the most intense and the longest death scene. They literally pour out all of his guts. I feel like I'm watching Scream. He's still not dead. Yeah. He's still not dead. He's like, what is this? Holding up his intestines. Yeah, he's like, oh, I think I'm I'm going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And you're like, what? Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're all running out of like this brush. This scene specifically reminded me of Forrest Gump. Um, it's it's going, it, Bubba it, scene. going back it's, to get Bubba. It's scene by scene shot of Platoon. Oh, okay. is it? Okay. Is it? And I will say, if you haven't seen it, our boy, William Defoe, Defoe. is the guy getting shot in that scene. Oh, shit. Yeah, really? Boy. Yeah, he's the cover of Platoon. He's that famous image. Like yeah, that. okay. Okay. It's Defoe. Sorry. The Um This is a great action scene. Uh, I will yeah. say, like, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's there explosion is. after Don't explosion. Say, in this in this beginning scene, there are actually three real helicopters, and the other ones are ones that are hanging up and down. And they had real flight people taking the helicopters and doing tricks. Even bef- even like. When during filming one helicopter, they would go in the background and make it look like they're picking stuff up and like it's so all. So it was a probably they like went out of their way. Orchestrated the, the pilots. Gotcha. They didn't have to go in the background and pretend to do stuff. They but could they have did. stayed off to the side and waited for them to come in for another shot. But they went and did. That's why it looks so chaotic. As the pilots went crazy and made it look cool. <laughs> that's dope. it. Works. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
it's a great piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. I also really love if you pay attention to the dialogue that the because um, we meet our kind of our core cast in this part. We'll go over more of their individual personalities and whatnot later. But if you listen to what the dialogue is, they are just saying literally like made up uh, military it's jargon. It's actually real. It's fucking. <laughs> it's actually it's real. It sounds Jack Black when he's like the uh, what did the Jack Black one where he's like yeah. give me some of that snake and paste and a bam bam boom boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. No way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I literally thought he was on the that part. Yeah, he's he's basically saying to the radio guy that he wants the jets to drop napalm and bombs. That's what the code words of those. The, that's what he's using. Really? Yeah, that yeah. Is I looked so it up. Funny. Yeah. I thought it was all. So I mean, yes, like it, like coming across from like a movie about satire, like you could think it's made up, mm-hmm. but they did use real jargon. Like, okay. So okay. The, like, I so literally there is wrote down there nonsensical is jargon. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Snickety boo boo and hoo hoo. <laughs> no, that, it, it's all real. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's exciting. Also, I'm really worried. I'm worried about our military. That's our jargon. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the same. <laughs> I need a bologna sandwich with no uh, mayo on it, and I need that fried, deep fried, real fast. Are you calling in an airstrike or in order for supper? <laughs> imagine just like well not imagine daniel how do you feel like knowing that this is how we run our military? yeah right <laughs> uh i think you guys are in great hands yeah i just hope you guys oh god you know, we don't need to call upon you anytime soon just call upon them they need just the, well i think we'll call upon the a-team yeah. or something yeah. oh true <laughs> i pity the fool um no no <laughs> That was a good one. We should watch the team. <clears throat> oh, the remake's pretty good. So we finally get to this kind of like sad, emotional portion of what they're filming. This is the real like clincher cry. stuff. So we go tight in on Tug Speedman and Kirk Lazarus, <laughs> a.k.a. Robert Downey Jr. giving his fucking all. He left it all yeah. out there. He was nominated Oscar. for an Oscar. As for the this. kids would say, he left zero crumbs. He fucking owns yeah. this role. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is the fucking goat. And no no disrespect to Ben Stiller, because he's also acting his ass off. Yes. But anyway... Does, they both do a great, great job. Absolutely. So they're acting in this scene, and it's supposed to be this really touching moment. Tug has, like, taken a bunch of bullets. Like, literally, he should already be dead. He got Bonnie and Clyde like, literally five minutes ago, Good but use. he's still Yeah, breathing. he got shot with, like, a hundred bullets. You know who he was? He was uh, God, he was Sunny, Godfather's oh, yeah. son that got yeah, shot yeah. in the phone booth, riddled with bullets, and he gets up like three times. Yes. Also, the money maker, no bullets on the face. Yeah, zero, right? none. none in his skull. Still good, still, still good, good up top. Still so we're good. So th- we see them um, close together, and they're like talking. They're having. They're supposed to be having a real emotional moment. There's a point where. Uh, Tug says, like, hold on to my hands, Kirk. I've got something to tell you. And he goes to lift up his hands, and his hands have been literally blown off. Tell me these aren't the most disgusting, weird They're tentacles horrible. that yeah, they, they built for him. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, it it's looks, over the top. So insane. It looks like banana peels drenched in blood. Yeah. It's so gross. It's really weird. It does look like banana peels. It does. And so, he's asking him to hold them too. It's just yeah. it, it adds to just this. He's like, are you holding my hold. hands? He's like, I'm holding them tight. I'm holding them tight. <laughs> and so Tug is giving this like speech about, I don't know, together in his friendship. And at some point he's supposed to start crying. And uh, 
Kirk gets there easy enough. You know, he is a seasoned five-time Oscar-winning yes. actor, so he could just turn on those tears at the drop of a hat. But Speedman is really not doing well. He keeps kind of like yep. talking to the director off camera, keeps asking to cut. The director mm-hmm. is like, no, 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 we got to keep going. Like yep. the momentum, we got other jets and shit coming in. Like you got to get it together. I need these tears. And he even <laughs> asked um, Fourleaf, who we'll find out is actually the writer behind this book turned movie. Yes. And, and he's like, would you cry in this po- moment? And he was like, no. Or did you cry when you, you got cry? your blow- hands blown off? And he's like, no. And uh, Ben Stiller's t- playing Sergeant Fourleaf, mm-hmm. and his hands blew off in real life. He wrote a book, and that's who he's playing. I think it's funny also that um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character says right here, he's like, we got an action star who can't cry. <laughs> he points that out. <laughs> We're just going to more rewrites, yeah. like the way he does it. He's like, we can all, he's like, director's like, we can all cry. We can, we can all cry. Robert Downey Jr. is like, thanks. Thanks for letting me cry. Like, <laughs> and I don't know when a good time is to bring this up. So I think now is the time. Yes. But uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. don't look like himself. No. Oh, yeah. I was wondering uh-huh. when you were going to bring that up, actually. Yeah, he went through a skin pigmentation skin surgery. Pigment <laughs> alteration to play this role. And he's okay. So I'm just okay, gonna say black. the elephant in the room. Yes, he's wearing blackface. Yes, I mean, but it's for comedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm I I cannot he, think of any other situation I've ever witnessed where I'm like I'm gonna give this a pass. I I'm not giving it a pass. I'm merely saying it's to satire. talk about the satire of how ridiculous Hollywood is. Let he, me take you back to a quote that was brought up within the last couple of years where some executive wanted to make a movie about Harriet Tubman and they literally were throwing around the name Julia Roberts and they would do no. this to her. Are you serious? This is a real, yeah. this is a fact. This is real? Yep. Yes. In the yep. 90s, this is something that they thought about doing. Stop. Julia Roberts had no, did not know about this. She would not do this. Um, if you know anything about Julia Roberts, she's, she's not that type enough. of lady. Yeah. No. But this this is how record, or record, this is how film executives think yeah and so the hypocrisy of robert downey jr donning this blackface please keep in mind that it is meant to be satire about how ridiculous it's a character playing a character yes it's not robert downey doing it which is why he also had reservations about doing it but he did kind of get he understood it he understood the assignment and i think he did a lot of research and kind of you know, he understood that it's not him doing it, it's the character Kirk doing it. So it's, again, satire. I I don't think I knew much about this movie going into it. I think I had seen a little bit of stuff here and there. And I think, honestly, in 2008, I wasn't thinking about race very much, honestly. I was living a colorblind life, which I'm not, like, proud of or anything. Right. But I very much was that at the time. I was now I, looking at it, like rewatching it. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. I think I genuinely think it's funny. I can see what they were making fun of. I see yeah. how he's playing this stereotype, and I like that there's another black actor in the crew of this fictional movie yeah. that's calling it out. Yes, also I that, appreciate I mean, the that. The other black character is gay. Yeah, and a rapper and a rapper. So he also has his own shit going on. Yeah. But I like I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I, th- I genuinely think it's funny. And I really don't personally find it offensive because I don't think it's made in malice. 
Yes. I don't think it is either. I also I, I, I remember I when the trailer came out. I was like, "Is that Robert Downey? Is that like? Is that who? He's black." I was like, "Iron Man." I remember that. Yeah, like Black Iron Man. Yeah. And like 2008, that's like right when like Obama came into presidency, right? Yeah, it, that was like this is a this is a, a a choice to bring this movie out this year, but yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, well, summer as well. Like, but also they so. made they made people laugh. Like this really did go over well, and it went over well. <coughs> it with might black be one of his most. Mm-hmm. There yeah. weren't people like there weren't a lot of people that were in an uprise against the movie but maybe that's just because their voices were silenced because it was 2008 i don't know so i have oh. i really don't know how people will receive i think my in times past movie. that it's one of those movies that gets talked about because of the kind of like simple jack because of downy uh because of like Harvey Weinstein, which is not who Tom Cruise is portraying in this. It's someone else. Oh, I thought he was yeah. supposed to be Harvey. No, no it's, 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 like it's more, some a other money hungry guy, not a not, not like a, a not like a sexual predator. It's yeah. it's it's a studio executive that he had a very public falling out with. Okay, and I think it's based on him. Oh, okay. Someone from Paramount. Okay, okay, interesting. But it was all his idea, like the fat hands and the hair and everything. Like it's all Tom Cruise's idea, like to bring to, to the bring character. To the character. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's all crazy. him. That's interesting. I would actually like to know more about the uh, mythos around Tom Cruise's character in this movie. Because I, I really hadn't thought about Grossman it until movie. this watch. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I really did think he was Harvey. I did too. Uh, until I had no, I had no pinpoint it. on who he was. I just knew he represented the, the horrible the big executive. Eye, the big brother, the big corporation, yeah. the, the big guy. No, the one the moving the chess pieces, not the pawns. Yeah. Know. Like a more devilish version of the guy from the Truman Show, right? Yes, more devilish than that. I'm talking he's controlling movement, not just... Oh, yeah, because just, especially when they're I mean, talking about like life insurance policy. But I say he's worse Yeah, in that way. Because way worse. That guy had good intentions, yes. but it doesn't seem as though Tom Cruise's character, Les Grossman, right, is supposed to be that yeah. at all. No. He's meant to be bad, all no. bad. But uh, Kirk decides that he's had enough. He's going to go take a pee break. <laughs> Who does he ask? He's like, you want to hold my dick? The director. Uh, the director. He's the like, director. stop stop following me, you pale, tasty, pasty teabag. You pasty, limey fuck. <laughs> I'm going for a piss. <laughs> and like I said, like Robert Downey's commitment to this fucking stereotype character, uncanny. There, there's a point where, they're, where the video we're watching, right? This is Access Hollywood or something? Yeah. Yeah. Did you say that? No, I haven't gotten to that okay. just yet. Um, and they're showing Robert Downey's character. And there's a point where he's like on the balcony naked drinking a bottle. And I think, is this around the time that one person was on the balcony drunk flipping off the camera? That one celebrity? Who? Was that a thing? Yeah. I swear someone was like naked on their balcony, like flipping a camera off. It was like a... I, I can only remember I could, that it could, happened. That could be quite a few of them, no? Yeah, I was like, this happened to Justin Bieber, but that yeah. would have been way after this. No, that's so. way after. Maybe I'm thinking about that one, but not yeah, that. But, but this, there this, were definitely this is obviously creep. probably an incident. Something happened in a celebrity's probably. life. But I feel like this is all fucking yeah. really based on yeah, like, Hollywood. I think if we looked back at like what was going on in Hollywood between 2005 and 2008, we could mm-hmm. probably pinpoint where all these cultural references are. Because, yes. yeah, there's some of them that I'm like, I've just forgotten. I don't know what they were making a play on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we do, after Kirk excuses himself, we kind of get a quick rundown of the full cast of our Tropic Thunder movie that we're shooting here. Because, again, this is a movie inside of a movie, which is, like, so fun to me. Mm -hmm. Love that. Meta before meta. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we go to Access Hollywood and the great, the, <laughs> the great Maria Menounos. Um, and she kind of gives us the rundown on all of our stars we yes. have mm -hmm. tug speedman who is like an action movie star but fading but fading yeah uh we'll come back to him in a second fading in the box office um we have jeff portnoy who is played by jack black um again fucking owning this role oh full body into it um but he is playing um a caricature would we say yep. of chris farley yeah low-key yeah i mean i guess so Basically, he's wrapped up as, like, a really big comedy star. He's known for his movies, The Fatties, which are, like, again, like, a white people's answer to, like, Norbit. Yeah. And, like, uh, oh, what was the one that you referenced? Oh, Big Mama's House. I didn't even think yeah, about that one. I was going to say that. Uh, Medea. Jerry Medea referenced Medea movies. movies right. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, all of those. Yeah. He's basically that guy. He's doing those type of movies. We are introduced to Al Pacino. Yep, spelled A L P. A, and then Chino. Chino. Space Chino. And he was our man from the booty sweat energy drinks from earlier. And he's a rapper turned actor. And this uh, has got to be like that same time that like Ludacris was Yeah, going I was literally like, saying Ludacris he's Ludacris. going to be in like Fast and the Furious. The second one. Is this the same time? This is like Ludacris. This is like um, uh, 50 Cent, 50 Get Rich or Die Trying. Ja Rule. Keep going. Eight yeah. Mile, like yeah, Eminem, Eminem, Eight Mile. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like a play Ooh. on every like singer turned mm -hmm. actor. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a really fun Geely. Yeah, a really fun <laughs> stereotype. I'm never watching that. I've never ever... seen Geely, and I never want to. <laughs> I don't ever want to watch it. Like the cast is even kind of star-studded because it's like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, and then it's like the guy from The Hangover, the one that they lose. He's yes. in the movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I still don't want to see it. Nah. I don't know. There's something about that doesn't, it don't look right. No, I'm good. Um, I gotta stop saying, um, should we drink every time I, oh, oh, do we have a drinking game? We don't. And I was going to bring that up. <sighs> we don't. It's hard for okay. Tropic. Okay. Off. We will circle back to this topic because we are still pretty early in the movie. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Kirk Lazarus is like a five time Oscar night, Oscar nominated moot. Oh my God. Kirk Lazarus is a five time Oscar winning actor. So he's kind of the big pull for the studio for the movie, aside from Tug Speedman. But like I said earlier, we're circling back to him. Tug Speedman has had some, would you say, flops Major. in his most recent era? I think yes. One through six of Scorcher is probably too many. Well, I would say two through six. Like, what let's be what fair. Franchise, the first one was let me ask five. you guys what franchise are they mocking? With the amount of, it has to any nineties action movie. It, yeah, but who would it be? James Bond. He's meant to be like a Stallone in this. Okay, so it's supposed to be like Rambo, Rambo, James Predator. Bond. Oh. Come on, okay. I literally thought mm -hmm. it was a Mission Impossible move, which I thought was like, wow, well, you Tom Cruise doing too, a Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah, it could be joke? Mission Impossible yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Like mm -hmm. I didn't think he would do jokes about. I think by two thousand and eight, there hadn't he was in. There hadn't been too Tom many. Yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise seems really unsatire. Stuck yeah, but that's why I like him in this. And there's also like 
There's a lot of cameos. We didn't even talk about that. Like, there's a lot of cameos in this movie. Tom Cruise, I feel like, is a cameo. Yeah, like he, well, he is. is so is Matthew as well. Yeah, um, he's casted. Um, Tyra Mac- Banks. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Um, he's a character we will meet later because we have this Access Hollywood tabloid kind of portion of the movie. We get um, Tyra Banks makes a quick feature. And the Don't lady. we get like the ladies from The View? I don't remember, but we get like the that? lady from. We get one from the know. one of them from the Access Hollywood. The the lady Maria Menounos. Yeah, 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 she's like one of them too. I feel like she's definitely a. She's like a pseudo celebrity. Yeah. Peace at that. Yeah. By the time this had come out, there'd only been three Mission Impossible's. Oh, okay, really? so it can't. Okay. But you could. But, you, but they're making a play on Die Hard, Rambo, any of the '90s action movies that yeah. I grew Lethal up Weapon. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any of them. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, and I think they do Those a pretty good job top. of doing yeah. it. Big explosions. Have to save the world kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Since we were talking about cameos, I also want to bring up, uh, we kind (laughs) of bypassed it earlier, but Bill Hader's also. Yeah, Bill Hader. To be fair. Was Bill Hader just hanging around sets in Hollywood in the 2000s? And he was like, do you guys need. He's been a writer before he was an actor. So writing, he wrote for South Park. Uh, was one of his oh, first right. jobs. Yeah. Really? Yeah, one of the first his jobs was writing with South Park. That's so cool. And then cool. he still writes. And then he did South SNL Park. after that. Yeah. yeah, that was after South Park. He's been okay. working. Yeah, he wrote, he was a writer. But one of the episodes he did was Human Sentai Pad. Oh God! He wrote that episode. <laughs> There's actually a, bes- a behind the scenes video of them talking, and he's in the writers' room, and they're trying to get this episode out, and like writing it and you could just see how they built the whole episode together and and he you know sometimes pops up in in the episode as a voice too so bill hader tom cruise matthew mcconaughey they do well with the bits that they're given i feel like they really kind of took on the roles because they could have just been cameos they could have just been like whatever bit parts yeah but i think they did great with what they had because they're not in it a lot like especially bill hader but like he gives it his all when he's on the screen. Yeah, I've especially next to Tom Cruise. And this it, is our second Bill Hader movie, right? Correct. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important part of this Access Hollywood piece is the fact that they're reporting that this movie that they're filming, which is called "With Movie Within the Movie Verse Tropic Thunder," um, Access is co- Access Hollywood is covering this because they are already. 30 days over budget or no, something no, they're, like that? No, uh, no, I think they said something five like... Five days in, but 30... Five, f- five days in and and $30 million over or over oh. budget. <laughs> yeah, like nice. they're already... Oh, they're 30 days behind schedule. That's, That's what right. it is. That's what it is. Five days in, 30, 30 days behind... 30 days behind schedule. And yeah. what, we, what I kind of uh, skipped over to get to the Access Hollywood part is that there was this huge explosion that um, another favorite, Danny McBride a.k.a. Cody, was coordinating and the wires got crossed so this huge explosion ends up happening and it cost the studio just like a four cool million. four million dollars. But the cameras weren't yep. rolling. And the cameras weren't rolling. Mm-hmm. And you know, who hit those buttons? Danny McBride. Yes. Yes. And if you don't know who Danny McBride is, he is the voice of the Dijon Mustard in Sausage Party. And if Excellent. He, yes. Great. Yep. Excellent. That should be the only that credit. The That's only it. credit That's ever. It. That's the only one that matters. Um, and Eastbound and Down. Go, we, go watch Eastbound and Down. Show he's, is basically another meme on celebrity baseball. Oh, but wait, 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 wait. You have to bring up one more thing. What's the movie that he wrote? The horror movie recently? Oh, yeah. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Yeah. He wrote the last two Halloween movies. I saw those. Halloween and right. Halloween Ends, yeah. which I haven't seen they Halloween Ends he's working yet. On another, yeah, he's a very but. big horror genre writer and yeah. he doesn't talk about it feels like he doesn't talk about it enough no but, he but does that's it so fucking writes, cool wrote the last three 
Halloween's maybe two or three. I think it's the two. New we haven't seen the one. other yes. one that ends, but we saw the first part mm-hmm. and so good. Halloween kills. Halloween kills. Yes, mm-hmm. so good. Highly recommend. Shout out it to Danny McBride. I didn't Very care versatile for the last actor. One. I didn't care for it. And the last thing we'll kind of round out with this whole. Over here. Yeah, well, fuck, man. I mean, they didn't do a good job. No, no, I feel you. Some of the things were bad. To kind of wrap up this Access Hollywood little tabloid story, we do get them going further into Tug Speedman and his last film release, which didn't go quite as planned. In this brief trailer that we get, Tug Speedman started a movie called Simple Jack. It's bad. It's bad. Um, It's very bad. Yes. So in this movie, Tug Speedman plays a character with... Severe... Severe mental dis- disorder. Disorder. Well, I think the, I think who's the host of the uh, Hollywood Access? She says it kind of nicely. She Maria Manunos. Yeah, she says um, he plays Again. a mentally mental ment- mentally uh, handicapped farmhand. That's what she says. She doesn't even say yeah the R the word. R word, which is also said multiple. in this movie multiple times. Yeah. Um, but we'll, when we get there, we'll discuss that part because I have some things to say about it. Fair. So what we understand about the movie Simple Jack from these trailers is that it's kind of, you could tell that the actor Tug Speedman thought taking this role would A, challenge his acting abilities, and B, it's, it's, it's what wins at the Oscars. Now, to set the scene for this, I think we could talk about some other movies that had similar type of tropes. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, because I brought it up at the beginning. Yes, please. So there's like... Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, which I is Sam. arguable. I will argue that one because I don't feel like they ever tell you exactly what Forrest is. But my understanding is that Forrest was just a slow learner. And mm-hmm. I looked at it that way. And I can understand if not everyone sees it that way. But that's my understanding of it. Um, they bring up a few other choice movies. Um, the one that comes to my mind is What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which I know that Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio got a lot of good buzz for. Yeah. But again, it's... Rain Man. It's a Rain Man. I am uh, Sam. Uh, 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 not yeah. a normal person. I forget the the correct wording Rain I should use. But a neurotypical. It's a neurotypical person playing a non neurotypical person. And yes, they bring up I Am Sam, which again is a movie that I personally really enjoy. That's fine, and it's okay. I don't. I don't. Okay, can we? Okay, if we're just gonna okay. kind of sum it up. I don't know. We're just gonna talk about that scene where they do it. Then yeah, they talk about later in the movie. They talk about Go all on. those movies you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. and um, we should. Talk going about it. full character. Yes, going going to method, and, and we'll get there because there's a lot of yeah. There's more to of, unpack. There's more that, to unpack about going full method than just going full method in whatever Ben Stiller's character, Tug Speedman is playing, mm. overacting, over method acting going as a mentally far. ill farmhand. Like there's more than that. There's also going over and. Like Robert Downey Jr.'s character. He's a method actor, too. Yeah. Obviously, he's gone too far. Too far. Yes. Yes. So we're getting a little bit more understanding on Simple Jack and how it was not the critical success that Tug Speedman would have hoped it would have been. <laughs> no. Wait, what did she call it? She called it a box box office office disaster. A box office Worst disaster. movie of Worst all time. Worst movie of all time. It wasn't even like ever of, of all time. Bad. <laughs> pretty, pretty awful. Yes. Bad. 
Um, but would like to note this: we do get to see Ben Stiller's uh, real life wife. Wife, yep, we do. Uh-huh. Yeah. His ex, and now they're back together, yeah. so they're still together. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got back together. They broke up briefly and then got back together sometime around the pandemic, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty adorable. Yep, I always like their relationship because she's also in Dodgeball. She is. So yes. I like her because she played Marsha Brady in the uh, Brady Bunch movie, like the parody movie, and then a yes. very Brady uh-huh. sequel. Where she breaks her nose. And I swear to God, right? she looks oh. just she like the real Marsha. Yes. Okay. She breaks her, or she uh, looks just like the real Marsha Brady. Uh, oh, thought she was very confused about that as a small child. Uh, yeah. Moving right along. So after our Access Hollywood kind of um, low down into all of our main players, we get to Tug Speedman's agent, who is played by the uh, great Matthew McConaughey. And we also, the reason why we're at Tug Speedman was because he was watching the TV the whole time, watching the... The yeah, Hollywood the Access, the right? Am I, is access that right? Hollywood. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> Hollywood how, Access. Hollywood Access. What did I say? <laughs> access Hollywood? You Shit. said a Hollywood Access, it's Access Hollywood. Is it? Yes. What is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. You're scheming, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Scheme. I'm scheming. A scheme? Scheme. <laughs> Um, we also don't, we say we don't have a, we don't have a, yeah, go Romeo and Juliet podcast is a shameless plug. Shameless plug. That was the plug for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Scheme. Scheme. That's in the, that's in that podcast. podcast. (laughs) Plug it again. That was good. Um, we don't, we we don't have a drinking game. I don't know what to do. I've been thinking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I can't come up with anything. Um, honestly, it should be every time. 100%. Every time you laugh, because this movie is fucking hilarious it really is so like it is if you laugh during this movie just take a sip there you go you know if you laugh during our commentary take a sip sip. yeah it counts double uh drink safely um yes drink don't drink and drive the laws in your given country i guess we do don't we yes drink responsibly Mm -hmm. so tug's agent is giving him kind of a pep talk kind of more or less going further into how his career is actually doing. And the Scene uh, is dated. opposite of success that Sybil Jack made has made his career kind of up in the air as to if he's still going to be uh, a million a dollar man, if yeah. you will. A box office hit. You can see the scene is pretty dated because the opening scene with Matthew McConaughey, he's playing Wii Tennis. <laughs> so Wii Wii They've tennis. also got very old Bluetooth headsets on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he has a freaking Britney Spears mic on. He also has frosted tips, so <laughs> yeah. And what he has like era the, are we in? The top ramen Justin Timberlake era. <laughs> it is. It's ramen Timberlake it's a, era. That's a real book. Yes. Mm. We, oh, sorry. So there's weird also, stuff going on in this movie. I also love this. Uh, I also love their interactions because he's like, you know, I had to fight to make sure that I could get you room, board. Food and TiVo, water and, and TiVo. <laughs> TiVo? And he's like, I don't have TiVo. He's like, you don't have the TiVo. You don't and know so, how hard I fought in your contract for that thing. <laughs> let me just say, this whole TiVo conversation is an ongoing set piece. So weird. This yeah, is weird. So yeah, there's okay. So I His don't remember. Like, I don't remember what I saw in theaters versus what I watched a couple of days ago. But this scene, I was like, huh. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember like, this at huh? all. Okay, so we are watching the director's cut. We think we are. We are. I am. I bought the you director's are? cut. Yes. I rented something, and this so, is in it. Yeah, I bought the director's cut. I feel like the one you rented might have been director's cut, because most of these scenes, like you said, Daniel mentioned to us, maybe not even the beginning of the podcast, that the director's cut is like how much longer? Like 20 minutes. About 20 minutes <laughs> 20 longer. minutes, and... 
all the scenes that I was mentioning throughout the movie to Portia. I said, this scene's not in the movie. This scene's not in the movie. Like, I just, I remember the movie vividly. So, like, this scene that we're about to see while he's on the phone with his agent. Peck. Uh, Rick. Rick Matthew Peck. McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Yep. Pecker. Um, the Pecker. Rick Pecker. It flashes to him talking about how's the adoption thing going. You see a little boy in a, a crib with a knife guarded by two guards. It's very like, weird. It's, it's very strange. And then th- it doesn't make any sense. And this scene was definitely in the director's cut. They definitely cut this out of the movie. Yeah. Because to me, it makes it makes the plot line make no sense. Yeah. At all. It didn't really fully resonate. I yeah. It's really all because of the this. Access Hollywood thing being he, he's on the wrong side of 40 and he doesn't have any family and this, that, and the other. Yes. Like, and then she said, like, someone close to you once said, you're fa- failing. And he's like, someone said they were close to me. Yeah. Someone <laughs> said they were close to me. Oh, yeah. That was in the Tyra Banks Yeah, the Tyra Banks interview. Sad. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but we see the kid in the crib and he's like, yeah, the adoption thing's going well. He's talking about how good the kid is. And flashes to Matthew McConaughey, and he's like, "Well, at least you got to pick yours." And it flashes to him and his son in the picture together. <laughs> yeah, and his son <laughs> is like, best you pleased. know, not like a prime human. No guy he doesn't seem so, very nice. You know, he's definitely uh, talking shit on. Takes his own care side. of his clients more than his family. Yes. <laughs> But he's, you know, your classic Hollywood producer, you know, he's all about making his client make that good money, you know, and so he can make his 10% or whatever it may be. Next, we cut over to the director and he's walking with the cinematographer, a.k.a. Bill Hader, and they're kind of talking about the shots. They're talking about how behind they are on schedule already, how he can't get a hold, a hang on onto any of his actors to really wrangle them in. Yes. I think he's just has, he has too many egos and only one movie. And he's a newbie director. Yes. Yeah. Is that like a thing in Hollywood? You think like a, the newbie, are they saying the newbie actors have big heads or the, the it's that they're seasoned, right? Okay. And they're all trying to come together to make one consecutive film. But the problem is they all want to be the star and they're not all the star. No. No. Yeah. They all want to be the main character and they can't be. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Some of you have to be NPCs. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we cut over to this huge room. Basically it looks like all of the crew is here. The director, all of like the grips and yes whatever's of the the people behind cameraman everyone we also see um bill Hader's character and tom cruise's character for the first time and this is where you realize bill Hader actually works for tom cruise's character who is the boss oh yeah he works like directly with yeah he works directly with him yeah he's his assistant that's why he's there Mm, and tom cruise isn't right so i realized that as he runs up to the screen and is Asking him if he can hear him, and he's yeah. being like basically his little bitch boy. Yeah, he's his eyes and ears on the set. Yes. So they have this big meeting with Les Grossman, and yes, this is where we are introduced to our Tom Cruise character, which I don't think I've ever said this about anything I've ever watched Tom Cruise in, but damn, I really like him in this movie. He yes, is, me he's, too. He's horribly good. Yeah. Yes. Just so good. Yes. So good. He is so good at being just like this tyrant. 
Um, he he he's a scary man in this movie with very large hands and very, arms, very large appendages. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, very hairy, but not hairy at all simultaneously. Yeah, it's really I, weird. Like he has no hair on the though. top of his head, but all on his arms pulling and his it chest, off. pulling it off. Thank you. How I Met Your Mother reference. Oh, there we go. I knew it was something. One day we're going to get you on board. You're going to be confused enough to want to check it out. Yep. So basically, Les is pretty upset. Like, the the film is costing the production company millions, hem- literally hemorrhaging money. Oh, but they literally said that that explosion that, that went off that they didn't get the footage of because the cameras weren't rolling cost them $4 million. So that was back then. Think about right now. Disc disc. Inflation. They're in deep shit. We also cut over because we have this like this is a Jaws reference, right? Where we cut over to Nick Nolte's character, Four Leaf, and he's like yes. in the corner. Yes. Wow, I didn't pick movie. up on that. That's dope. Oh yeah, I, I def. That was like nice. the one thing where I was like, this is nice Jaws. name drop. I know what this movie nice is. name drop. Let's get you Thank an applause. You. Yeah, Thank, you. Up, Thank you. Get you up. Get you up. Nice, nice, nice. You know, I try here every week. You guys. succeed. <laughs> Um, I also really love the part where Les Grossman, like, asks, like, he asks, like, I think the key grip. He's like, hey, you, key grip. And he's like, yeah. He's like, go punch the director in the face. He's like, for really real? Really fucking hard. He's like, for real? He's like, yeah. And so he punches the director square in the nose. He does apologize he does, beforehand. He does, I was just going to say, he does apologize right before he does it. Yeah. I feel horrible for this director. He's really getting the shit end of the stick. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely feel like he's out here trying to make a movie yes. you know he just cares about his art or whatever mm-hmm. that was just in through and uh, he also just doesn't want to fail no he doesn't want to fail i understand where he's coming from so from this meeting we are to understand that the film is not doing well and no. that the director needs to come up with a new plan of attack Justin through we cut over to this huge party scene and i love it the background of this party scene is lit up with this giant sign that says one week in. in. <laughs> They're like totally celebrating for no reason. <laughs> they, four, they blew $4 million on an explosion that wasn't filmed, but they got to have this sick-ass party. Sick-ass party with fireworks. There's fireworks. There's a DJ. Food. There's a DJ. There's you know who's... Food. Daniel, you know who's the DJ played by Daniel? The DJ is Justin Thoreau. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Just for you the know there's on? like... A sh- yeah, I think it's his character from Zoolander too. Oh, okay. 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 You know it's there's like a shit ton of alcohol, shit Pretty ton of, yeah. of, of assorted... Uh, drug, oh, cool. Jack, Jack, Jack Black's vitamins. Yes. Oh, the, the vitamins. you know there's drugs there because you see Jack Black asking him for his vitamins. Yeah, he's like, "Have you seen a guy with?" A- he has a package for me. <laughs> and he's already. Also, Jack Black is blonde in this movie. He did. He had a big problem with dyeing his hair for it. Uh, really? Did he do it just for this movie? Because I was yeah. trying to think of when else was Jack Black blonde? Not Never. Libre. No. I was thinking. Mm. I was like, maybe it was in um, King Kong because I never saw King Kong, but. He, I don't think he has blonde hair. I don't hair. think he does either. I think this is literally the only one. He he did not want to do it. Hmm. Why did they dye his hair blonde? Yeah, I don't know. To make is him it that the Chris character. Farley thing? It could be yeah, because... I, th- I, I totally thought it was Seymour Hoffman, to be honest. Yeah, I thought that too. But maybe it's also because it's 2008, and oh. this is... Like, he looks very much like 2008, like, mm-hmm. fashion-wise. Like, he, he may not be, like, you know, topping, like people's sexiest but like he looks like he's dressed like someone from 2008 so maybe it was just the style and they were like we need a blonde mm-hmm. yeah nobody else is blonde i think so also i don't 
I think that's just the, the character that he was playing in the movie, playing the character. <laughs> you know? Fats. But, you know, it's it's a choice. I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's alarming because yeah. it's Jack Black and I'm not expecting him to be bleach blonde. He yeah. looks like the sixth member of NSYNC. He's like trying to be Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Joining NSYNC. <laughs> but like during, a documentary. During yeah. the party, the director's going from like star to star and he's trying to like have like a one-on-one talk with them trying to get into their heads so he can maybe get this film made i don't know but they're correctly. too far gone in this one week he's part. trying to get them to have a crew meeting but it's, yeah. it's not gonna happen i also like the part where he goes up to our booty sweat guy which i'm booty. only gonna call him booty sweat guy this yeah. is an al pacino. al pacino and i don't know what this interaction is but he's <laughs> like one of his crew members his like entourage Bodyguard. just starts like faking a seizure i don't know what's happening in this scene but it made me laugh yeah, again was... this is the director's cut right yes all this part wasn't this. in it like the party scene of him walking to every cast member and trying to get talk to them about having a cast meeting was not in the original movie that i, I mean saw. i can see why it doesn't yeah, it doesn't do of, anything for the flow of the movie him, yeah like it's i can't remember waste. anything from the scene i just Sorry, remember I like small bits like yeah the um jack black's character being like make vitamins and then that guy like faking a seizure but like nothing yeah. they said resonated yeah. We move over and the director has given up, so he kind of wanders off onto the beach with um, some alcohol in hand. He, a whole bottle of Patron. A whole bottle of Patron. My man. My man. Mm-hmm. And he gets called over by Four Leaf, who is like sequestered what? in this like little like hut. Th- what is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's always in these like makeshift shelters peeling yeah. an apple. He actually describes it and he's like, why aren't you sleeping in the hotel? Bed gives me and nightmares. And he said, bed gives me nightmares. <laughs> Is that Edgar? Too? It is a little is bit, a new yeah. Edgar? Bed. Edgar version three? Bed gives me nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I need sugar. But I need water. And an apple. <laughs> Welcome to the rock. Welcome to the rock. So Four Scheme. Leaf uh, brings Scheme. the director over. And uh, by the way, the director is Damien Cockburn. Yes, it should be Is like he supposed Coburn? to be some specific director? Or is this just a joke? I don't know. I don't know. But the name is overly pronounced on purpose because you would pronounce it like Coburn, like Colbert. Oh, okay. But it's Cockburn. Cockburn. (laughs) It feels feels poignant. It feels wrong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're the person to ask. Isn't he from... Steve Coogan? He's a great actor. Yeah, he is from... I thought he was Australian. No, he's a limey fuck, as he was called by Tom Cruise. Yeah, my bad. You limey fuck. That sounds so rude. (laughs) It does. Yeah. So Fourleaf calls over the director, Damien, and he just starts talking to him in (laughs) riddles. And I thought this part was so fucking hilarious. I don't know why. I think it's because like all action movies have this one old guy who says like all of these like super wise things. But like when you're listening to it, you're like, what the fuck are you saying? I feel like this was definitely put in in like the same character as Dodgeball, dude. He is fucking Patches O'Houlihan. He, he really is Patches I, re- I reckon Patches, you know is, Patches is kind of based on this guy, no? That's what I'm saying. What thinking. came first, Dodgeball or this? I don't know. I think Dodgeball's first. I'm pretty is sure it? that's really? 2006 or okay. seven. Is it? I think so. Hey, I th- I, I'm, I'm pretty firm that Dodgeball came out before okay, keep talking. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Yes. But Four Leaf and the director decide on a new scheme to film the rest of the movie. Jerry? Scheme? 
Shane? I'm just going to keep saying it as uh, many times Shane? as I can in this Go podcast. listen to Romeo and Juliet. It was our last podcast. <laughs> We've already plugged that. Plug, plug the other ones. <laughs> nope. This is the only one. We're only <laughs> plugging Romeo and Juliet? Yep. Yes, that's, that's the scheme. Okay. That's the scheme? <laughs> that's the scheme for tonight, Barge. <laughs> she? Is there that you really? Go. That's the drinking game. No, Drink when I say scheme. Jesus. <laughs> now you're forced to do that. Oh, oh it's so fun. Um, Are we still looking at Dodgeball? Can I get 2004. Yes. Word. Okay. So he really is Patches of Hula. He really is. Yes. That's kind of dope. I'm kind of here for it. Um. Yeah. He does speak in riddles. I did think that part was hilarious. He even looks tent. like Patches. He does look like Patches. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, almost a carbon copy. I mean, of that it is character. Ben Stiller's movie. Is so it really? Do you think they just like? What's the word? Is it really? Satire? No. no. Is it really? Um, Don't do it. What? Don't like, fall do we for have it. To put this character in. Is it really? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know. I almost said nope. it too. Um, Is it? Uh, it yeah. It's definitely. It's not. It's not not. Yeah, it's not. I mean, do you want to do it? You, I know you're dying to do it. Um, he does look like Patches, and I think he speaks in riddles. And you're like, said something like he says something, and the director goes, "What? What? What? What are you talking about? What are you that saying? was your reaction. Like everyone's was when he's talking about it. Yeah." He's like, I'm a cock and a mouse in a maze with no cheese. I'm like, what, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what are you talking about, yeah. man? <laughs> You're gone I'm going to shoot my movie. Oh, God damn it. But I do think it was very necessary for him to say all Necessary? Necessary? I mean, you did it. This is all yours. I, is it necessary for me to drink so my own gun? That I didn't let him do no, it. No, so. but I, but do I it like anyway. the taste. And I like the taste because it's sterile. And it's Paris. Who played Patches or Hulahan? It doesn't matter. Is it Nick Nolte? It's, you, know who, you know who it is? It's Rip Torn. Yeah. Oh. It'll be our second Rip Torn movie. Mm. Shit. Interesting. Shit. Necessary. No. Sorry. <laughs> so from this conversation, the director uh, comes up with his new plan of attack. It's and a great the next plan. day, we get all of the, our main actors onto a helicopter and they're a real on their way. helicopter, yeah somewhere yeah, but they don't quite one, know where they are mm-hmm. well as nick nolte put it put them in the shit yeah put them in the real shit put cameras up in the forest gorilla style. gorilla style as you said in the beginning yes and um i love this scene on the plane it's like again i'm pretty sure this was cut for time and this is just part of the director's cut but there's a moment where ben stiller tug uh Tug is sitting in the center he's got all the actors on either side and out of his like bulletproof vest he pulls out this little like grenade but yeah. it's filled with m&m another he's cut like, scene by the way m&m m&m another m&m. cut scene m&m that scene was cut i love it i, I love thought it too it was and so i'm glad cute. it was in it because a grenade full of M&M's? Hilarious. Hell yeah, I want some M&M's. Pretty dope. My kind of grenade. Mm-hmm. So they all fly out into the sticks, essentially. Well, we don't know where they fly the, out to. They're in Vietnam, terrain? we know that. The jungle? No, yeah. we don't. They're yeah, not, don't they film yeah, in Vietnam? Yeah, they're in Vietnam. Vietnam. They blew up the Vietnam jungle, $4 million worth of... They, they're fighting okay, okay, the okay, Viet okay. Cong. No, so. no, 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 I know. They just, they went... Okay, okay, carry on, it's fine. Okay. They went somewhere else. They went somewhere else. They went, oh, they went somewhere I think else. they went too far. So they get out into the jungle, and this is where the director reveals his grand scheme. Scheme. And this is uh, drank. where he's like, we're going to film the movie guerrilla style. So you're going to have to work as a team. You're going to have to remember what you read in the script, what you read from the books. Put your egos aside. And make it happen. 
Mm-hmm. It's time to really do this thing. We can't afford to fuck around anymore, essentially. Yeah. And it's like... Because then I'll find out. He does, like, a really good job, I think, of, like, motivating the I team. think they're on board with it, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's on board. I think Tug Speedman is like, this is what I've been waiting for. Well, I mean, the only one that's not really on board is Downey. Jack Black's character where he says, well, at least let me call my assistant. I left all my vitamins at home. Just because oh, he's, yeah. he's on with, heroin. Yeah. He's having a bit of a withdrawal. Yes. Yeah, Already. He's, he's going, he's going, uh, Jack Black be going through it in this movie. <laughs> um... But yeah, so they're all... Excellent. Excellent. Christ. So fucking seamless. Um, no one, no one caught that at all. The same time. Juvenile. So there's a whole plan in place. Like, they're going to drop off the actors. They've got cameras posted everywhere. Um, Cody, a.k.a. Danny McBride, is also in on it. So there's planned... Uh, a bombs attacks mm-hmm. to you know play into these uh, essential scenes for the movie. Yes, they want to put fear in their eyes. And, and honestly, it seems like it might go well. It seems like he's really gotten them all to be motivated. Yep. And I kind of think this is a good idea until it's not. So literally, Damien goes to walk away. He takes some steps. He says his final credo. The chopper is God, and I am Jesus Christ. And you are my disciples. Yes. And then he blows up. He turns around, takes one step, and says, oh, shit. And then disintegrates into pulp. And at this part, Jerry and I were beside ourselves. I did not expect it the first time. Yes. Because we were like, wait a minute. Like, I knew that was coming, and I knew that he was going to die. But then, like, how they reacted, I was, like, surprised again by that. I was, like, yeah, I kind of forgot that they are this dumb. Yes, they're just dumb. Your intro to your summary was perfect. Saying, like, idiot actors. Thank you. Or, yes, a yes. bunch of idiots. Yes, yeah, it, I mean, it's, like, because right after that, you hear Jack Black go, yeah! <laughs> He's all amped up. Yeah, he got super amped up. It's because they still need to be fed the line of what to do when someone blows up. It's just they can't. Just, they don't know they how can't to just exist. Be. Mm-hmm. And so Kirk is the first person to be like, y'all, I think he I think he died. That's the, I love that bit. When they're all walking away in the jungle and he's like, oh, yo, this motherfucker's dead. <laughs> and they're all like walking around. And first, well, first Ben Stiller pulls the head up. He messes with it. Yeah. He puts the licking oh, it and he says, it tastes like latex. Corn syrup and latex. Tastes like and real blood. Oh, never mind, like corn syrup, latex mixed with blood. Like it's and it, it's they're so all gross. like grossed out by it. Like, it's really warm. It's and like I was it's like, warm Ooh. latex, <laughs> warm blood tasting latex. And uh, he's just like shaking his head about. Yeah, like, shaking the jaw around. Oh, you have to act into the woods yeah. now. Uh, meanwhile, real drug cartel is in the forest watching them, flaming and dragons, saying, "Holy crap, they don't care about death." Mm-mm. And then they start taking steps forward, and that's when Robert Downey Jr. is looking around. And says, what does he say, Daniel? <laughs> yo, this motherfucker, hey, yo, this motherfucker dead. <laughs> and he says, there ain't no motion picture. And then he's like, really? Then why are you still acting? And he's like, I, I don't know. break commentary. To, I, don't, I don't break character to the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. 
another fucking Which, ace like, on that character. Also, I was thinking, I was like, who does a commentary in character? You yeah. know what? Does he do the this he does, commentary yeah, character? Hundred percent. He stayed. Oh, yeah. Shit. The DV, I'm gonna have to watch. That's the only reason I want to watch the DVD commentary because he's in character. I'll let you borrow this. I do want to watch it. It's it's on my list because. I didn't believe it, but yeah, he stays in character till the end of the DVD. Oh my god, I am going to watch that's it. That's fucking hilarious. I think he's. St- I don't think it's as Kirk. I think it's as Osiris as well. Mm. Um, I I don't know when exactly it is, but I do have it in my notes. When does someone say "zip it, Motown"? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, what there's is some that? point where someone's like, Zip oh, it, Motown. it was Ben Stiller says that when it's when they're he the, says it when they're Motown, hiking, doesn't he? When they're hiking and through the thing, and he Jay is talking about too much, and then what's his name? Uh, is it Al Pacino? Uh, Al Pacino, Al Pacino. Says something, and then he said, Zip it, Motown. Zip it, Motown. Yeah, he's like, oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to bring it up. I wrote it in my notes. Again, so that it must is him trying to be an army like, character because he thinks there's cameras in the forest. In the 60s. In that, yeah. Unbelievable. How uh, they would have talked. But yeah, we ended off with him oh, saying... Oh yeah, that was the other thing, because I was like, Motown, would that have existed? I don't think the timeline is right. And then I was like, they're idiots. It's not. It does not matter. It does... It, no, no, it does matter. The, the movie is based in uh, Four Leafs wartime, which was... That's true. The Vietnam, 60s. 60s. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Motown, Motown existed in I don't know. the 50s? I think it's 50, just a 60? racist 50, joke. 50, 60s. Yeah. It's no, it's just a, a racist yeah. joke, but the timeline is it's right, a It's a hit, yes. but yeah. And so <laughs> they, um, they start to go through the scene, and suddenly they are pelleted with, like, gunfire. And, of course, they think this is part of, like, you know, what the director planned. This is part of the guerrilla style, so they should just play into it as if it were the movie. <laughs> Just like the, we're wa- we're watched. If you guys don't know, the movie plays as we talk about it. Um, we try not to watch we it. We try not to watch it, but there's a part where the, the head is on the gun, and it's, it's him licking it, licking like, it, with his open like, mouth, and I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm David Beckham disgusting. playing football with it at the end. Oh yeah, and then he kicks it, yeah, fucking bend it like Beckham's it off this fucking cliff thing from the devil foosball. <laughs> I get Vicky Valancourt. He's the devil. <laughs> After that weird scene, and they say, let's get back to work, we cut to Danny McBride, right? Oh, yeah. We do cut over to Danny McBride, who's keeping an eye on their whereabouts so he's ready for their next attack. And he's out there with Four Leaf, keeping an eye on things. We'll check back in with them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when we go back, they yeah, like they're experiencing all this fire, which they think is part of the filming thing. So mm-hmm. they're playing into it. Kirk is... <laughs> still pretty concerned about what's going on and doesn't think the movie's happening at this moment, but he's kind of just feeding into Tug Speedman's deliriousness. Yes. Eventually, they fire back, even though Jerry pointed out that their guns are shooting blanks, yes. which I didn't think about, so that's oh, extra yeah. funny. The whole time they're yeah. selling shooting blanks. Whole but eventually, movie. the um, Flaming Dragons, is mm-hmm. that their name? Um, they end up retreating to follow them some more, and the boys continue on their mission per the director's instructions. Yes. Yo, asshole! <laughs> this motherfucker dead! This motherfucker dead. So while we see them kind of trekking Chris to their Angel next... Chris Angel Freak David Blaine trapdoor <laughs> shit here. I'm sorry, oh, he's got the best the lines. The best lines in the movie. So while we see them trekking to their next uh, kind of mission point, we do see Tug and Kirk having a little. They have many back and forth about acting. 
this is where we delve deeper into Simple Jack versus what was Kirk's version of that? Did uh, he have a, a a a movie he references that's more like a like a Rain Man than than a? He references Rain Man, I Am Sam, Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and is there four? I thought there was one more. Oh, I'm blanking. Yeah, I don't remember if there was another He definitely one. references but those, those three. three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those ones I remember specifically. He brings up positive points about the character, negative points, the R word. There's a debate to be had there. Yes, going full R word is what he says. Yeah. yeah. And I do think it's important to mention that this this conversation should be taken as satire. Um, I don't know how else between two idiots between two idiots kind of conversing about how a neurotypical actor plays a non-neurotypical character. Yes, they're both talking about themselves. Yes, and comparing and contrasting their own work. It's meta version beyond meta. It's yeah, it's definitely Inception. Yeah, for sure. Inception. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we could leave it there. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. It is an interesting topic, though. Yeah. It's um, one I'm, I'm not certain I want to debate online with the masses, but I definitely think it's a discussion to be had. I think it's an interesting conversation that we've had off <laughs> recording. Yes, I agree. But yeah, it's a touchy subject. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings if you are feel like this is... Um, I mean, leave the comments in the yeah. in you know below. What like, what thoughts? did you think of this movie? What do you think of it now? Could we'll we do it now? Too. Comment on our Instagram too. We'll... Yeah, we're open yeah. to having a discussion. At the end of the day, this is a movie. Yeah. I don't yep. think anyone should be taking it too too seriously. Agreed. So, forgot to mention, but it's kind of important for plot points of the movie. So, of course, the director and Cody were working in tandem to kind of cr- recreate these scenes for their guerrilla style way of yeah. shooting the movie. And during their little, um, when they're getting attacked and they don't realize that they're being attacked for real, this is also when Cody sees some gunfire going on. So he's like, oh, that's my cue to go. <laughs> like, he just keeps talking the like this the entire yeah. movie. He's like, should we just blow it up? Yeah, just do it. He's very trigger happy about blowing stuff up. Yeah. I mean, so, to be fair, he does it at the wrong time. Right time. This is true. Some of them. Sometimes. Sometimes the right time. Yes. Um, so this is actually what contributes to the what are we what are we calling flaming dragons? They, it's a heroin manufacturing company, and they have a bunch of guns. <laughs> heroin. They're, they're manufacturing a manufacturing company. company. They've got four hundred one ks, health they benefits. Have, yes, I don't know about health benefits, but they have a pond and they make uh, make heroin. Are they like an LLP or like an ink? No. What would you no, 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 you no, I call them like a little a, more underground. You can find mm. them on TikTok, uh, dark web. Yeah, it's a dark web. I think they'd be an LLC, actually. They could be. Flaming Dragon LLC? Yeah. yeah. Keeping it cool. I mean, legit, but... Their not. group is called Flaming Dragon, and they Make are the ones that were shooting at Ben Stiller and the cast. But they fled once they got the big overhead, uh-huh. you know, explosions going on. They probably thought that they needed more people, so they're like, okay, we'll retreat, we'll come back when mm-hmm. we're more ready to take them on. And at that time is where Danny McBride, Cody, right? Yep. Yeah. Cody and, uh, and Four, Four Leaf, Leaf move. Take the helicopter down to where they drop them off Yep. to pick them up, and that's where they find the landmine, or they think that they killed the director, with the explosives. 
Yes. yes. And they start freaking out. Danny McBride says, I can't. This can't be on my record. I almost blind Jamie Lee Curtis on Freaky Friday. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm still trying to think of. Like, what scene in Freaky Friday was I know, because he even references, explosion? like, his... He, yeah, he references his first job, like, where he lost a finger on Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. And that's Morgan Freeman. Like, that's a PG... That's a that's an unrated movie about it's, a white guy, a white lady and a black butler, like... Yeah, yeah. he's just driving Where's her around for, like, two hours. Like, what explosion? Where's the, <laughs> I want to see that cut in the movie. Yeah. Fuck you, Miss Daisy. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, the Godfather? Yeah, for real. <laughs> so during this time where Cody's freaking out and Four Leaf is like, uh, <laughs> he's really not contributing to this conversation at all. He's like, uh, I think we should probably, maybe we should like head back to base or something now. Yeah. <laughs> and during this altercation, Cody is like holding him by the shoulders. He's shaking him. And eventually they kind of fall apart. And when Danny McBride is on the ground, he looks at his hands that are now holding uh, Four the Leaf's hooks. claws, yeah. Yeah. only to reveal Four Leaf is not who he says. Dum he dum knows. dum. Pull. Four Leaf is a fraud. He's a fraud. He puts his hands up because all the guns are on everyone, and he has hands. It's a scheme. Yep, it's a scheme. A scheme. Everybody drink. <laughs> a scheme, you say. <laughs> So th- at this point, they are also captured by the Flaming Dragons, who had gone back to get more people, thinking that they had a much larger group to kill. And now they got two people captured. on a helicopter. Very true. Mm-hmm. Could come up. Then we're back to the boys. Um, the boys. <laughs> and they are having we them boys. They are having some like leadership issues. Kirk really feels like A, the director is dead, and B, Speedman doesn't know where the fuck he's going. He's losing the plot. Mm-hmm. And Speedman is like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm the leader. That's what the director said. He sounds like a fucking ten year old. <laughs> um, but they're just like egos are going at it, so Speedman decides to call for a lunch break. And everyone kind of sits down, kind of does their own thing. Um, I love that Al Pacino's character sits down and he's having a chocolate bar. And Jack Black's character, uh, what's his name? Jeff, walks by. And Jeff is looking rough. rough. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> sweaty. Needs, it looks rough. like he needs a cigarette and he's been on a 12 hour flight. He's at that point. But I was telling Jerry how, like, there's a point where Al Pacino's like, hey. <laughs> You want, oh my god, what is it called? Bust a nut bar. You want a bust a nut? You want a bust a nut bar? And during this part of the movie, I was like, a what? Because I was Uh like, the movie just took a turn, and then I realized that's the name of his chocolate bar. Because he Mm -hmm. had in his contract to promote booty booty shaking, booty sweat, booty Booty sweat, sweat and bust a nut in this bloody war movie. In the the 70s, right? Yeah. The 70s war movies when they didn't have. It's hot in this jungle. I'm just going to have me a booty sweat. Cracks it open. <laughs> no one wants your ass water. No one wants your ass water. But um, Jeff is not doing so hot, and that's because Jeff is having withdrawal. Big time. Yes. In case you hadn't picked it up from like the lots of non um, normal subtle, behavior. Yeah, non subtle behavior. But Jeff is for sure a drug user. Well, they haven't said Heroin it in specific in the Access Hollywood. Or Hollywood Access, whatever one it was. <laughs> they even said that he had a heroin glue and crack 
possession he got arrested for. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a he's a druggie. Yeah. To which I was like, why would they count the glue against? Yeah. <laughs> he's making fucking art projects, DIYs. Yeah, leave him alone, okay? <laughs> he's got a lot of you know popsicle sticks and yeah, shit to glue it. together. Yeah. And huffing it while he does. <laughs> But yeah, Jeff no, is Elmer's glue is safe. Jeff and is low key losing it. He's got a little bit saved that's in his pocket, and mm. he's like going to attempt to whatever you Snort do with it. Hor- it looks like I don't I know. Guess, it's yeah. dry, so I don't. Yeah. I've never done heroin, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm like I don't. I always thought they shot. Do it you up. just want to die tonight? You guys just um, want to die. Shout I, out to Nick Swartzen. <laughs> but like, I don't know what he was about to do with it. But he like. Gets like it falls out of his hand. Well, the, the bat, bat, bat flies around oh, and just steals right. it, and then he's like, "My my jelly beans, my jelly beans." That's what he calls it. And yeah, then I thought they were vitamins. When, that's when Al Pacino <coughs> offers him a busted nut bar, and he's like, "I don't want your fucking candy." <laughs> <laughs> Very aggressively snaps yes. at the poor kid. So he's off following this bat to try to get his jelly beans. Meanwhile, we see. Oh my god, I cannot remember his name. I don't want to call him Robert Downey Jr. Sandusky. Kirk. Kirk goes up to Kevin Sandusky. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin's just like peeing and like literally minding his own business. And Kirk's like, just stay cool. Stay cool. I don't really gotta pee. <laughs> and so basically he tries to get in an alliance with Kevin. He's like, do you know how to read the map? I know you went to boot camp. I know you actually read the book. And which the none of them did. None of them. And so he's like, yeah, I could probably read, yeah, I could read the map. I could, like, get us out of here. And he's like, okay. And then walks away, goes and does his own thing. Then, because Tug was watching all of this, and he's Tug, goes up to (laughs) Kevin and does pretty much the same thing. Except he gets, like, a can of soda. Booty sweat. Oh, booty sweat. A can of booty sweat. Come on. (laughs) Can of booty sweat and uses that as his makeshift, um... Piss. Piss, I guess. Yeah. Didn't really need to do the... Whatever. No. It's tech. And so he basically is trying to create an alliance also with Kevin to be like, hey, we're against Kirk, though, right? Like, you you got my back, right? And he's like, uh, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And and Jay or... Kevin. Kevin was like, oh, why don't you just, like, let me go over the map real quick. And Ben Stiller's like, no, I'll take care of the map. You know, maybe there's a team choice award in this for you. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe there's a teacher who's awarded this for you. Yeah. Which so is they're, funny. Bo- they're both like leveraging their their fame. Their fame, yeah. For them. Kevin's mm-hmm. loyalty. Because they both offered like I have some projects coming up. I'll put you in it, you know. I got you back, thing. basically. Yeah. I did like the teen choice mm-hmm. awards thing. In the meantime, in the background you see Jack Black going through his heroin withdrawals, taking a bite out of a bat that flew by. Which is definitely a reference to Ozzy Osbourne, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, but what yeah, else it would it be? You know, it's the only thing I can think of. I don't know yeah. any other time you'd put in a character biting a bat. Yeah, no. it, yeah. it's only Ozzy. And so, yeah, he's he's really going through it. Everyone's going out crazy right now. We cut back over to see what's uh, what Cody and Forleaf are up to, and they're uh, kidnapped. So. They're going back to the base. It looks like maybe the Flaming Dragons are going to take over, like, where the movie base is at. Is that my understanding? Yeah. Yeah, they're taking them back to Flaming Dragons heroin headquarters where they manufacture stuff. With their LLC. Yes, LLC. They have rights, everything. They're a legitimate business. Yeah. You know. And then we... FDA approved. We cut back over to the boys... (laughs) 
And this point. is Jerry's favorite scene of all time. I love Can this you scene? take it away? Oh. Okay, so they're walking and they found some old ruins and they're about to cross a rushing river. Yes. Because Ben Stiller's character, uh, Tug, wants to cross the river and saying, this is what the next scene is. And he's just kind of like making it up in his own head. And Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Side Kirk, note, this reminded me of Homeward Bound. Go on. Yeah, oh, totally. The river, yeah. Oh, yeah. so sad. Sassy. Yeah. Um, this is where um, Kirk Lazarus is done with Ben Stiller with the map. He says, like, uh, we're freaking lost, man. You're acting like you're a one-man GPS. He's not going to listen to him anymore. Nah, he's had no. enough. Yeah, he's like, we're tired of being your trail donkeys. <laughs> like you some one-man GPS. <laughs> we lost, man. We fucking, fucking lost. lost. <laughs> Tell him, Sandusky, or whatever he says, but he says his name wrong he because says everyone McCluskey. says his wrong name. Oh yeah, McCluskey. Cl- Tell him McCluskey. <laughs> you know, and he's and he's like, what is it with you people in the map? Your Robert oh. Downey impression is honestly so good. Well, Robert, it's you so mean Kirk good. Lazarus playing Osiris? Yes. Osiris impression. Yes, yes. it's oh. good. I'm I'm into it. Thank you for that. <laughs> this is where the whole "you people" thing comes in. Oh my God, my favorite line is yes. in the scene too. So Speedman is like, oh, "You people in the map." Oh. And Kirk is like, oh, you people. What do you mean, you people? And then Al Pacino's like, what do you mean, you people? (laughs) I swear to God, this scene was in the trailer, right? Yeah. yeah, It's got to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also like, why won't he give us the map? Look at them white, beady devil eyes. (laughs) So bad. Just like, oh my god, it gets me. I love it uh-huh. so much. And also in the background, Jack Black <sighs> saying, "My skin hurts." Because <laughs> <My skin hurts. laughs> he's going through heroin withdrawals, he's like, "My yeah. skin hurts." Literally, this is the scene where everyone and their mother is—they're all falling apart, except for Jay Burchell. No, yeah, he's, he's saying cool, calm, collected. Yes, he's just awkwardly the new guy on set, which has actually done the research and read the script. Yes, he read the book. <clears throat> he read too. the book too. and the book. Like he went above and beyond, and none of them really care, or so it seems. Give me the motherfucking map. Yeah, <laughs> this is where uh, Osiris takes the map. So basically, there's a big standoff between uh, Tug and Kirk. Uh, Tug and Kirk. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tug and Kirk. Baby. So Tug wants to stick to what the director had planned. He wants to go through these scenes, and he thinks he's going the right way. And Kirk is like, no, we're fucking lost. We need to get back on the path. We need Mm. to get back to base. And also, the director's dead. There's no movie, dude. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, there's a divide. Everyone decides where they're going to go. And basically, everyone goes with Kirk. And Speedman goes off on his own. Yep. He's doing next scene. uh, Four Leaf treads the jungle alone. He's, like, reading the cue cards. And he thinks it's a part of the whole movie. And he's kind of just too into the character to be honest i'm like i kind of understand where he's coming from but like bro bro wake up Mm -hmm. um there's a lot going on here that you are super missing so we split up and this is our first and i want to say only montage of the movie i think so so we get to our first and only montage of the movie, and it's basically just the two separate groups. Um, and what I mean, they're separate. I mean, Speedman versus everybody else. They're all doing their little walk towards their next destination. Well, Speedman, they're going the right way, and he's going the wrong way. He exactly. thinks he's going the right way, but he's not. And Speedman literally is taking like the scenic route. Like, where the fuck is this man? The fact that they're ever able to f- eventually find him is miraculous. 
Um, I do love the part of the montage that follows um, Kirk and his uh, uh, peeps. And Kevin Sandusky, like every scene that we cut to him, like he's just be he just be talking. He's just talking. He just be talking, and nobody is listening. At one point, like Kirk turns around and he's like, "Are you talking to me this whole time?" <laughs> Jay responds. He's like, "I was just talking to anyone who was listening." Which, like, oh my god, that's so, so bad. bad. I feel so bad. For then he continues that. talking. Yeah. But I've also haven't we all been this person yes. on like a road trip oh, yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. And you're in the car and you're just like on one. Mm. You're on a tangent about something and literally everyone else is like It's like when you're the crazy person on the bus. <laughs> yeah, the crazy person from, on the bus. From how I met your mother. Yes. You're just talking to people and they are and just like everyone's oh my god. just like this guy just won't shut up. <laughs> shut up. But I feel bad for him. He's mm-hmm. he's trying his best to keep, you know, spirits up. Mm-hmm. And also shout out to uh, Kevin oh. Sandesky for doing all of the research for this movie. He's the only person actually prepared. Yes, and he did do it. Yeah, the and only he one probably has the smallest well. role. So, at some point, we do follow up with uh, Tug Speedman, and he gets a phone call from his agent. No, that's later. Is it right? Because they all end up after the montage. They all both end up setting camp for the night. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. And they're all setting camp for the night by the Little River. And this is where we, <laughs> we get another funny-ass scene from Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Kirk Lazarus. I seriously just can't stop laughing at his scenes. But he's, like, talking right in front of booty sweat Al Pacino and saying, <laughs> like, I got collared up them greens. And, like, he has this, like, he's still in character. And he's, like, the crawfish. And he's, like, eating them noodles out the patty, yo. <laughs> So funny, dude. I don't, he's just saying, just, like... Saying, and maybe with some crab apples for dessert. Now, you hear? You know what I realized? He's talking, like, jive talk. Like, yes. it's the 70s. <laughs> yes. Which is what he... He's like, yeah, what's up, my out. brother? I'm just going... Like, I don't know. Jive. He's, like, on his way to a Black Panthers meeting. Like, what is yeah. this man? Right after he says, hell yeah, then Al Pacino's like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how we all talk. Like, we all talk like this. You hear? Put some soul on it. Yeah. And, like, and like moonwalks away. I'm like, it's just like so insane. And he's, like, he's such a character. Be Australian. Be Australian. Excuse me, kangaroo Jack. And That's like literally right. hops away as yeah. a kangaroo. To which I started asking. I didn't notice that. He does hop away as a kangaroo. I noticed that. I asked Jerry, I was like, wait, was Robert Downey Jr. in Kangaroo Jack? He's not. No, he's no. not. I he's thought he was in Kangaroo actor. Jack. I didn't realize the actor in the movie within the movie was supposed to be Australian but yes. I, I thought he was in Kangaroo Jack I looked it up and he, Robert Downey Jr. is not in Kangaroo Jack mm-hmm. in case you were wondering Anthony Anderson is though yeah 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 I never saw Kangaroo Jack Doesn't nothing matter. about that movie Transformers we covered that mm-hmm. yes. that's one of our first ones go ahead and uh, listen to yeah. Transformers it's one of our episodes we did shameless plug yep shameless Anthony Anderson's in it Anthony 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 sorry <laughs> It's like every Bridgerton <laughs> character. Um, Lady Beaverton. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Lily. <laughs> another, another. Ah, stop making me laugh. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, there's this huge storm that comes in, um, which both camps have to kind of weather. I do love that Tug Speedman's camp is made out of, like, Us People, Weekly, yeah. like, tabloid magazines, which, which I assume that's yeah. what's in his backpack, to which I then have to venture the question, what's in everybody's backpacks? 
Very true. Um, yeah. Not, not the right supplies. Not the right Jelly supplies. Jelly beans and Jack Blacks. Not enough. I'm kind of surprised they didn't show, like, the, you know, like... The packing of the packs. Well, I'm just surprised they didn't show someone having, like, porn with them. Like, a Playboy yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be such a given. But, like, kudos for this movie for not doing that also. True. Sure. Yeah. So, I'll take it. Um, yeah, so the overnight is pretty intense for poor Speedman. I don't love this scene. I don't either. It, it I don't just, know why it was it in there. It genuinely just made me sad. I yeah. know it's meant to be like Apocalypse Now and like his descent into madness, but... Mm-hmm. I've never seen Apocalypse Now, so maybe that... I can see that now that you say that. I didn't get me. that point, but now now that you say that, I totally see that. There's, the another, there's another bit later, like when he's fully kind of Colonel Kurtz out. Oh, at the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and this is also important, too. So, okay, so Tug Speedman, the scene we're talking about is that he's camping out, you know, there's rain, he's he's alone, he's kind of losing it, and he yeah. ends up picking a fight with a panda. Yes. Uh, the panda and attacks him. The panda attack. Mm. well, I don't know, he kind of left his hut to find the panda. Yeah, I don't know. true. Subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, but bad things happen to the panda. But let's cut over to a different scene. He smartered it. He just killed it it was really sad was it a scheme <laughs> he plotted <laughs> that was scheme. really that was way that was, yeah, that was forced please don't drink uh, I don't it was really sad one. it was yeah, know, yeah it was sad. i don't know why it was no. in there not it a felt fan. like unnecessary so we necessary of, oh my god no unnecessary. you can't do it to yourself unnecessary yeah you you have Sorry. to be prompted to get out of here <laughs> Rewind. So we cut over to Cody and Four Leaf, and we get to understand some more about Four Leaf and just the level of lying that he's been doing. It's been one oh, yeah. So not only did Four Leaf have both of his hands, but he never he never served, right? No, he was, That's no. what we find out. Yeah, yeah he wasn't lied. in the military. And um, oh my God, Cody, aka uh, Danny McBride, says the best line. He's like, "You're the Milli Vanilli of the war." <laughs> Such Millie a well-placed Vanilli. joke. I really enjoyed that. Ugh, so great, the s- great joke timing, too. I, I enjoyed it. But we, we have a better understanding that Four Leaf isn't who he says he is, like, literally at all. And he has no idea what, like, where they are in Vietnam, mm-hmm. which makes this no. the, this entire setting um, extremely dangerous. Yes. Although this was filmed in Hawaii, FYI. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah. Cool. It, says, it literally says that at the end. No. Yeah. Oh. So we cut back over. It's morning the next day. Uh, Speedman has crazy. cracked. Yeah. Um, he's no, he's, he's gone. He's not doing well. And Daniel brought up the point. What was it? One night. He cracked in one night. One night. One night. Well, he would not last in Survivor. No. No, no for yeah. sure not. Or lost. No. Yeah. He, I don't think he would man, survive the challenge on MTV. No. So, um, no. Man, well, man, I don't think he would survive Double Dare. Man's is done. Yeah. The price is right. Couldn't win. Price is not right, bitch. Um, price is wrong, bitch. Price <laughs> is wrong, bitch. Shout out to Adam Sandler. So Speedman's uh, for sure lost his mind, and mm-hmm. he gets a phone call from his agent, which, like, what is the battery life on this cell phone? It's so, what phone? does he have, a Nokia? Phone? No, he's got a sat phone. Satellite phone, so probably He gifted a it big... to him in the gift basket, which I'm imagining was most of what he packed. Mm. Now that I think about it, because he's using the yep. iPod, he's using the sat phone, like, he has the people magazines yeah you're right no that totally makes sense Mm -hmm. his tent was made up it's kind of hilarious yeah they should have had a scene where they were showing them packing their backpacks that would have been funny because you know Alpha's just got like a bag full of booty sweat booty sweat and busting out bars which means that pack is heavy as fuck very um 
Ben Stiller calls his agent and it wasn't the other way around. But oh, he, it is? You no, know, oh, okay. yeah, because he calls him and he says, I killed I killed it. And then Ma- oh, yeah. Ma- Matthew McConaughey thinks like it's, a, it's, oh, you killed a hooker. Let's just uh, get some bleach. And like he's just giving him like <laughs> advice on how to like, clean up the scene. scarily prepared for that phone Yes. Call. He's like ready for it. Which makes me wonder how many of your other clients have killed hookers? Yeah, right. Like how often has this happened in your career? Again, this is satire in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So you imagine the executives deal with that. He ends up telling him he killed Word. a panda and... He's like, fuck. He's that's like, fine. Yeah. Oh, and this is where his agent also follow-ups on the whole TiVo thing. Yeah, and that's actually not the only reason why he gets up out of his office, flies to Vietnam to go there. It's not to save him from killing the panda or being kidnapped or any of this stuff. It's just to bring him to TiVo. Just to bring him to TiVo. Um, the phone call ends when Ben Stiller gets tied up from the drug cartel people. And just a side note, did any of us, did any of you ever own a TiVo? How no, I had TiVo friends' families that had TiVo. No, I remember it, but no, I didn't. I had friends' it. families that had it. One friend that I knew growing up had a TiVo. One. That's it. Was it was like Direct TV, right? Yeah, like it, it was, was like, either Direct honestly, TV or TiVo. it was the people who had, had the money to spend with it. It was, it was just a recording device. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you wanted to record your shows so you don't miss them when you're not home, that's it. That's all it did. You just recorded your that's shit. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all and you it could was. schedule it. It was a box. So, like, you schedule it. It connects through your cable. Through your cable. And you can just pick the shows that you want to uh, record. Screen record. Basically. And then, yeah, it records them oh, for you. Shit. And then keeps them for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. But it can fill up. There's like a memory bank. I don't know. Yeah. It was like a thing. I remember I wanted one. Mm. We did not have one. We never one. had one either. So yeah. the fact that TiVo is so important to him in 2008, I thought was fucking hilarious. Really funny. Yeah. We had VHS and we would just record on those, which isn't legal either. No. But during this phone call, this is when Tug um, gets captured by the flaming dragons the flaming dragons yes inc um or llc we haven't decided then we cut back over to the boys the boys they're out in the sticks still trying to get back to camp it's the next day you can still buy tivo you can Uh, still buy tivos for what i don't know they've got websites everything's streaming interesting Go yeah. on an app. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I'm angry at you for wanting a TiVo, but like, you know, it's dumb. <coughs> you want to take us into this years, part? This word is kept You want to take us into this part? Um, well, now we get we back to their the camp. They're trying to find their way back. Um, and uh, and this is where he, or Robert Downey Jr. does another one of his like... like well, Alpha's had enough at this point. At him, him still playing the character when yeah. they're lost. He's, he's like, just stop doing it. Be yourself. You're you're a kangaroo jack Australian. Motherfucker. And then he's like, goes to like, says something stupid, but then goes to, pun- Al Pacino goes to punch Kirk Lazarus and he grabs his fist and brings him in close to a hug and says, for 400 years, our people have struggled. <laughs> and then that's when it zooms in on Al Pacino's face. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's just going on this monologue about oh, how trying to get up that hill. Yeah. Now we up in the big leagues. <laughs> Can't yeah, turn on the back. Like, Long we. as we live, it's me and you, baby. He's like, we stop it. Yeah, and then and he's like, <laughs> all basically what he was saying was the theme song for the Jeffersons. Just wild. Yeah. Uh, again, Robert Downey Jr. just fucking killing oh, it. Man, all right. movie. Yep. Oh, this is also... Okay, so remember, Jeff 
fucking losing it also. Jack Black. Um, he's going through some major, major, major withdrawals, and now we're on, like, the delusional end of it. Yeah. He starts approaching, what is Water that? buffalo. A water buffalo? It's actually a female buffalo that was mm. pregnant. And he's so lucky he doesn't die in that. How'd you know that? Trivia. Oh, interesting. You're welcome. Female pregnant water buffalo. Yeah. And he he is so lucky that he doesn't die in that approach. Because yes. I'm like, that animal definitely looks like it could kill you. It could definitely oh my gosh, scare yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. But we don't get to see the outcome of that just yet because we cut back over to Tug, who has been captured and he's slowly being taken into the headquarters. Mm-hmm. But Tug, remember, is an idiot. Yes. So he sees cameras at this heroin place thinking they are... The directors put cameras, and those are all actors. So he starts playing up being the setup, being you know. the prisoner of war. Oh, now we're gonna do the torture scene. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna torture me? Cool. Yeah. He's like, oh no, no, and it's all very over the top. And mm. you know, just again, Ben Stiller commitment to the role. Yes. Really love it. We end up getting him tied to it. He ends up getting tied to a chair, and they're like interrogating him. They end up being nice, giving him some water, some tea. And uh, Ben Stiller thinks this is a, still a movie. Like, he still thinks he's acting at this he point. He's Four Leaf. He's yes. not Tugman right now. Or mm-hmm. Tug Speedman. No, he's not. He is too method right now. Too, too, in, too in the character. Yeah. Too, too method. He's gone too far. Too furious. And he is just staying. <laughs> you haven't listened to Fast and the Furious. Go ahead and check out our podcast. <laughs> and he's just staying on brand, staying in character. So he refuses the water. He even kicks the guy away. The guy's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, dude? I'm trying to offer you a kindness. And he ends up just like being super upset and leaving the room. Yes. So we cut back over to the boys and they're the out. Um, trying to figure out, you know, how to get back to their base. Eventually, they do figure out, uh, or they see the base from where they're at, and they look down and they realize, oh, shit, it's been taken over, Um, and that they have Speedman. Yeah, they see see him being dunked over and over into this, like, huge vat of water. yeah. Yeah. So he's being tortured, and they kind of put two and two together. They're like, oh, shit, this mm-hmm. is real. Like, the director really is dead. Like, we're really out here, and we got to figure out a way to get back to safety. And as he's getting dunked, he's screaming, Damien, cut! Cause <laughs> Every time he comes up for air, he's like, Damien, cut! Because he's not clever enough. He's yeah. just yeah. such an idiot. Yeah. Like, so far gone, yeah. though, dude. He's like Zoolander gone. It's hard watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the equivalent of the gas fight scene in Zoolander. Oh my True. gosh, that fucking scene. So then we get over to Tug, um, and he's brought into this other room, and this is where he meets with the boss. The boss! And the boss is the boss baby. Why yes. is it a why is It is. A, why it's is the it first a boss baby. I don't know. Why yeah. is it a child? Is there any particular reason? I don't know. Because it's funny? I don't know. Yeah, because it's funny. I don't know. I, I thought it was oh. something about child soldiers, plant. and then I was like, oh... Oh, I don't know if it's about that is, or not. Is a kid running a heroin, heroin manufacturing plant funny? I don't I, think it's meant to be funny. I think it's probably like, you know, sweatshops and... Yeah, oh. that's kind of what I was thinking. So I was like, oh, this is But the is opposite, because like, he controls it all. No, no, but it's like... Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So there's some um, nuance there that I, I'm i not personally prepared I actually didn't pick that up at all. I just thought it was like funny that a little kid controlled the whole thing about well, so heroin. If, if, if it's got anything to do with the next scene 
the movie they watch relates to kids more than adults, which is oh, which would be why it would be why they would have him. There. Yes. It, he would identify yes. it and be like, "Oh, we're gonna save him because Maybe. he's gonna be our source." I of could be reaching for that one, but mm-hmm. and more worth more money because yeah. at this point he's st- the boss starts whipping him and he starts stuttering, like you said. Yes, and like, uh, it jack. represents the same simple Jack vocals that you hear earlier, and the boss baby realizes <laughs> it's boss baby. He's he heard that voice before. Runs over to his desk and grabs the VHS tape of Simple Jack. That's right. And uh, he is very excited. They realize like, Wait, they you now s- have... You saw Simple Jack? Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah. And then he's like, tie him up. He's worth more money now. So, yeah. Ransom. So, yep. Very important. Uh, among other things. So, we cut <coughs> over from Speedman over to his agent, Rick Peck a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. who goes into Les Grossman's office without a proper appointment, and he yes. demands to know why his star is not getting a TiVo, like it says in, in his the contract. fucking contract. Yep. Okay, remember? TiVo, most important thing about the movie. Yep, that is the point for Matthew McConaughey, is TiVo. Was he promoting? Was he an ad? Was he? I think this is a giant ad for TiVo. Yeah. We got Daniel to look it up, so yeah, I feel like it's they definitely succeeded. an ad for TiVo. The whole yeah, movie. I don't know why like <laughs> TiVo is such a big thing in this. Yeah, I have whole no idea. Movie, but yeah. they, it's a plot point. It's at definitely this point. a plot point. Absolutely. So um, he approaches Les and he's like, "What the fuck? Like, my actor needs TiVo. This was in his contract. This isn't like what we're doing here." Mm-hmm. He gets a call, or what he believes to be a call, from Tug Speedman on the satellite phone. On the satellite phone. But it's quickly realized that they are not talking to uh, Speedman, and they're actually talking to some members of the... Flaming Dragons. Flaming Flaming Dragons. Dragons. I almost called them the Purple Dragons. Not the same thing. So they're talking to the Purple Dragons, and this is the part where I was like... Flaming Dragons. Flaming Dragons. You just called it Purple purple Dragon You just said Purple Dragon. Damn it. (laughs) It's pretty good. Isn't a Purple Dragon Barney? No, it's no, um, a purple dinosaur. It's an episode oh. of Degrassi. Oh, Purple Dragon is Donkey's wife. Who? Donkey. From Shrek? Shrek? His wife is a purple dragon. Oh, that's right. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't checked out Shrek, we haven't done that one yet. <laughs> Let us know if you want us to. Good Fair point. point. Um, so they are on the phone, and this is the part where I was like, we do not... Uh, what's that line from the movie? We do not... Oh, we don't negotiate with, with ter- hostages. Yeah, we don't terrorists. negotiate with terrorists. Oh, we don't negotiate with hostages. <laughs> is that a line from a movie or is that a line from something? It's a line it's from what, everything. It's everything, a line from a movie. Yeah. This is where I thought that scene it's was It's a line everyone talking, snorts up. Taking place. So they're kind of going back and forth about Speedman. Uh, Todd, er, Todd. Todd. Todd Phillips. Who the fuck is Todd Grossman? Les Grossman grabs the phone and he's like, hey, we're not going to negotiate with you. You want to do whatever with him? He goes off. Yeah, he says, fuck you. He goes off on him. Yeah. Is that also the scene where he describes to um, the agent how much money they could make from Spider-Man's death? No, that's later. Later. Yeah. Okay. Because we flash back now. We're back at where Tug is and he's being forced to perform Simple Jack. Simple Jack with straw hair. They made him a straw wig out of their... Someone's teeth. Some Grandpa's, some old person's teeth. And they put face paint on him, even though I'm like, you know, he's he's already white in the movie, but okay. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I don't understand that part either. But they put, like, white, whiter face paint on yeah, him. Yeah, so And then literally whip lighting. him 
into forcing him to perform scenes the from, whole, mo- oh, the whole from the movie. whole movie. The whole movie. Cause, yeah, because they yeah. started at the beginning. And he's like the whole movie. Like yeah. I don't remember those lines. Poor guy. <laughs> Feel bad. Yeah. But yeah, he's being forced to perform the whole movie. We go back to the boys. The boys. Mm-hmm. And what are they doing? They're just sitting around a campfire trying to figure out, like. Oh, this is their little conversation about, like, going home. Like, every soldier's movie has where they, like, talk about what they're going to do the moment they get off the plane. Yeah. And someone's always like, I'm going to go see my baby mama. And someone's like, I'm going to go get laid. I think that's later. Someone's like, I'm going to go get drunk. Um, but right now they're trying to figure out how the they're going to get into the heroin manufacturing company. Ah, uh, yes. LLC. LLC. Trademark. Dot com. Flaming Dragon. Dot LLC. Com. <laughs> probably is something oh and this is also where they decide that they're going to use the book as reference because the only person to have actually read it is sandusky but because he's a smart cookie he's able to pretty much lay out what happens in the book yes. and that's the plan that they're going to follow moving forward okay yeah because it's basically they're redoing the real th- life event four leaf is captured Yes, they're going to reenact the, uh, I forget the name of the, the book. chapter, but the water something. Right? Yes. So I was kind of splicing two, two scenes together. So to give it a little bit more context, the crew are discussing how they're going to infiltrate the camp yep. so that they can get Speedman into back. safety and they yes. can get back home. Simultaneously, we see on the other side that Speedman has been forced to play Simple Jack on stage. Mm-hmm. And then we also cut back over to Les Grossman and Rick Peck, his agent, having a conversation with the Flaming Dragons on the phone. The Flaming Dragons offer $100 million for the they realize safe they return have now, yeah. of Speedman because they realize that they, he's a big-time actor. Yeah, they can, they can get way more, money, more now. money And to counter-offer that, Les offers nothing. Oh, uh, well, he offers something, right? Doesn't he say he offers... Him like something like his left nut nut sack or something stupid. It's something pretty crude. something pretty cruel. Yeah, yeah. cruel, crude, cruel, 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 cruel. Crude. 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 He, uh, <sighs> as they're all idiots, <laughs> he doesn't realize it's real, so he's not going to negotiate. He gets an applause from everyone in the room because. They don't negotiate with terrorists. And anytime anyone <laughs> says that, everyone applauds. Yes. Whereas Pecker realizes that they might actually have a real life situation where an actor is going to die. Mm-hmm. But Tom Cruise's character would rather collect the life insurance to money. make more money. Yep. And then make like a docu-series about it. Well, not to mention, think about how much money you can make off of a dead actor. I know that sounds really morbid, but let's take a look at this for a second. Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Yep. Michael Jackson. Mm. Yeah. Tupac? Yeah. I think almost everyone I named has made more money dead than alive. Which is pretty fucking scary. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it happens a lot more in Hollywood than we probably realize it does. No. That's just me <laughs> speculating. I don't know anything You're for right. sure. No, I think you're Allegedly. right. Allegedly. Don't come after us. <laughs> yeah, don't come after us. Anyone. Um, but yeah, so Les goes on about how, all the ways that they can ultimately profit off of this. And he sees this as a, uh, a win-win deal. You know? He comes back. Cool. He doesn't come back. Also Cool. cool. <laughs> Uh, Les Grossman is a dick. 
So we cut back over to the boys. The mm-hmm. boys. And this is where they're having their little heart to heart. They're talking about what they're going to do when they get back. Jeff's talking about his jelly beans. Yes. <laughs> All the time. And Portia was, couldn't stop laughing at the part where Jack Black's like winking and he's twitching. Twitching and like he's like I can't go down there. I will see the mother load and I will I will do I'm all of the heroin. Bad. Yeah. His face during the scene. This yeah. is the part where he starts like freaking out. Yeah. Look at his face. Look at his fucking stupid face. Yeah, it he's like twitching. Me and up. So, so I love Jack. Like oh my god. Sneeze. You just like you have to see it. Yeah. Like if nothing else, just watch this scene. Look at this. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god, it kills me. The uh, face acting. A hundred percent. Yes, but they it's all are like having the their own thing. heart to hearts in this scene, right? Yes, but they're all having their own heart-to-hearts. They're kind of understanding each other. There's even a scene between Al Pacino and mm-hmm. our good Kirk yeah. Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> like, what's happening? He's I having a facial spasm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> even Al Pacino and Kirk Lazarus have like kind of a heart-to-heart. And at one point, Kirk's like, are we cool? And Alpa's like, no. No, we're not cool. No, absolutely not. Uh, which I think, perfect. Very on brand. This whole time they're watching through with binoculars, watching uh, Ben Stiller's character. Simple Tug's Jack performance. The yes. whole performance from the top. So. so after this, we go into phase one of taking back Speedman. Yep. That could be, um, I think that's a movie title waiting we, to happen. We do, go through another, we do go through another montage, a slow one, of uh, Tug Speedman getting his twig Oscar. Getting his twig Oscar from them. Oh, and, uh, yes, they he has celebrate a son, him. He has an adopted son now. That's an important note because yes. um, he does come to realize that this group of people, while they are torturing him, they do love the movie Simple Jack. Like, yes. They genuinely love it. And mm-hmm. so he's finally getting the, you know, the congratulations, the notoriety that he wanted from that movie, just in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it does make Speedman feel a little bit more like, do I want to leave? Are these my people, if you will? Yeah, right. Um, we do get a flashback to another night scene right before the next morning they're going to go try to save Tugman, Tug Speedman. Tugman. 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 I've been calling him Tugman, too. Tug Speedman. I was like Coach Tugnut from (laughs) Even Stevens. (laughs) Shout out to Even Stevens podcast. Um, Even more Stevens. Even more Stevens. Um, But this is the part where we find out plot point for Al Pacino. He's and he basically basically comes out and we find out he's gay. You know, we get some he's saying that he is a special someone. It's not all about booty and booty sweat and busting up bars. It's a a facade. He has like a, it's all, all acting. And he's like, I have someone special named Lance. And then he's like, I met Nance. You know, they're trying to play that gay, play that joke thing. Um, But he definitely is gay in this movie. And you see that at the end. And he's talking about Lance Bass, I believe. But he He is is trying to keep it hidden. However, they're not really making fun of him for being gay. No, not at all. No, they don't. So like, they're, they're kind of keeping, they're doing the Hollywood hidden gay actors. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, playing into Lance that. Bass was one of those, which is why he said Lance. Yep. Yeah, that's important so. too. Very. So the next day we begin phase one of the plan to uh, save Speedman from where he's at currently. Mm-hmm. 
the first plan of attack is that we have Kirk... A diversion? Or first diversion. Perfect. Um, we have Kirk and Jeff, but Jeff is hidden. And they are um, going to approach the gate. They have brought an animal as... They took the water buffalo, the yeah, pregnant one. Yeah, they took one. the water buffalo to offer as, like, a gift, I suppose. They're offering Jeff. As the gift. Because <laughs> they found Just him in the... Just the water buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, they had to transport him somehow. <laughs> oh, my God. Are they going to eat him? Are they cannibals? Just take him because he's an American. Oh. Get, get ransom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So they offer... They offer him a uh, Jeff, which they seem to be kind of perplexed by. Meanwhile, we have Al Pacino and Kevin kind of infiltrating the camp, and yep. their plan is to go get all the people who have been captured. Ca- captured, and they didn't even know they Cody didn't know about and Fourleaf were captured. Yeah, they're looking they for them. Yeah, they're just looking for Speedman, but yeah, um, Al Pacino ends up finding Cody and Fourleaf and unties them, while Kevin ends up. No, Kevin doesn't find um, Speedman. That's a little bit later, right? That's later, yeah. It's yeah. Like, right at the end of the scene after they all, after um, Alpha, Al Pacino uh, unties Four Leaf and uh, Cody, Cody, and Cody runs for his explosives they have. Oh, they yes, and they plan an attack to kind of coincide with everything. To get everyone out. To get everyone out. And smart move, honestly, on Cody's part, because he brings, like, the smoke bombs, which mm-hmm. does a good job of misting, like, where they're at. So I was like, oh, this is actually, like, a kind of conceivable, yes. like, fight. And keep in mind, they're all, they're all, they all have guns with blanks in them. They're still carrying the blanks. They're still carrying still. blank guns. And Jerry could not, so at some point, like, a fight breaks out, like, they realize, like, they're kind of full of shit, and so it's like, you know, everyone's... They all split themselves. off to go find Tugman except for Al Pacino. Al Pacino's Who's like standing in the middle guarding everyone laying down when there are seven the real, real guns. guns on the ground, and he's holding his two, in, one in each hand, two blank shooting guns. And doesn't pick up the real ones. Yes. And this was driving Jerry fucking nuts. It, well, it drove me crazy, too. Like, because throw one of the guns, pick one up. Throw the other fake one, pick another one up. Kick the other ones away. It drives me crazy because it goes back to those nineties movies where they never run out of bullets. Oh yeah. yes, dude! Like but any this is Steven like, this Steven Seagal movie. Anything in the nineties. <laughs> yes. This is like the opposite of that. Like he's got the fake gun, but he's like the, it's yeah. Like, it's like nothing's right happening. There. Yeah, just pick up yeah. the real one. He even shoots as he's running away, like it's gonna do anything. Yeah, it's absolute mayhem. Um, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. At that same time, Jack Black or what's his name, Jeff? Jeff. Jeff. Yes, he picks up the little. Boss baby, baby. and <laughs> says, I'm going to go take all the heroin and runs him to where all the heroin is. And he's like, I'm just going to steal it all, basically. Yeah. Uh, Which, like, honestly, I kind of get kind it. Kind of a good diversion, I guess, but yeah. not on purpose. He's just a fiend. Yep. <laughs> and eventually, this is where Kirk will find Speedman. Mm-hmm. But gone Speedman? full Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's gone. Speedman full is apocalypse not now. here. Yes. Um, he's Even not with us currently. Yeah. And so there's kind of like this back and forth between them of Kirk trying to convince Speedman that like, Which hey, dude they are. you're being tortured and you're brainwashed. Yes. And it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. So that takes a little bit of time. Um, we get a really fun fight scene between Jeff Portnoy oh, and um, the baby boss. Mm-hmm. Boss baby. He fucks him up. He That's does fuck him up. Boss baby definitely fucks him up. Do yeah, we also? Fucks him up. Oh yeah, he jumps on him. This is also when we see uh, Al Pacino outside, and he's like, <laughs> he's like 
Um, going through every award that he's won. Yeah, yeah he's, like, he's like up in the ante and he's like talking shit and shit. And he still has guns with blanks. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like one kind of like who seems to be like the crazy motherfucker that's like, I'm prepared to die. I'm going to go out, you know, in a yes. place of glory. And this guy is about to fuck up Al Pacino's world. Or at least it that or so it seems. Wait, well, yeah, well I mean, yeah, he gets up. Doesn't he? He, he does gra- get he up grabs and he grabs a gun. The thing that we were talking about the, the whole entire time. time. Grab the fucking gun, dude. Just fucking grab the guns. I don't Come understand on. that. Get it together. They're crazy. It made me crazy last night. I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Kick them all away or something. Do something else than what you're doing. Yeah. Don't name off how many BET awards you have and how many awards you've won for music stuff. He's like, I got 60 BET awards. He's like telling them. Yeah. Like, know? what are those awards going to do Well, even one, of the, even right one of the guys said it. He's like, you're not the real Al Pacino. He starts naming off all real Al Pacino movies. Like, that's yeah. the real Pacino. This is true. You know? <laughs> He's got a point. Um. We cut over also and we see Cody and Four Leave. They're able to blow up like one of the big watchtowers in the area. So they're really helping everyone along. We cut back over to Jeff and the boss baby. And Jeff has finally found all of the heroin. And he has this moment where he can either like get super fucking high or he can use it as a defense Tool. yeah so he, he ends up using it as a defense tool because he, they laughed at him farting yeah he farted out of nervousness and then yes. that kind of like triggered him to be like i'm not just farts you know i'm, I'm not just the fart this. guy i'm more than the and fart then smashes guy. heroin in their face and saying like basically that seemed to me like a turning point for his character i'm not going to do drugs anymore like this is it like if he could break that right there sure yeah and then he tells them that they've got 16 hours before they wake up yeah which was hilarious they got 16 <laughs> hours to wake up as if that's not enough time <laughs> 16 hours like like so specific yeah <clears throat> i also love the next part when they're further trying to get speedman you know they're trying to break speedman free but kirk is still trying to get through to speedman we see uh cody and fourleaf just like kind of planning planning their next attacks, trying to like get all the explosives ready for the next attack. Attack to Diversion. get away. To get away, exactly. Yes. A ret- retreat attacks. Eventually Kirk is <laughs> able ducky. to get through to Speedman, but I don't know what he does that eventually breaks like that curse. <sighs> they both realize through talking to each other that they're not the dude who they think they are, the dude playing the dude uh, who's yes. playing the dude. Yes. Like, this talk clears both of them up. Yes, because so. Kirk is also lost in his character. Yes. He's like, I know who I am. He went too far. I'm the far. guy that's playing the dude disguised as a dude playing another dude. Like, that, he's right. He and is they go a guy back and playing forth three characters. The dude. He ends yes. up seeing himself in the mirror and hating himself. Smashing the mirror all dramatically like a soap opera. Takes off his wig, pops out his contacts. Yes. <laughs> Popped out his, his brown contacts to, to only see his fake colored eyes as Kirk Lazarus. Lazarus also, he has Lazarus? blonde hair too. Lincoln Osiris. I said Kirk Lazarus. Oh yeah, that's his name. Oh, did I said it right? Yes. Okay. Lincoln Osiris <laughs> is the character he he's plays. He's playing, yes. Oh man. But those eyes are fake. Like there's way too They're blue. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing he uh yeah so they both have this kind of come to jesus moment it's able to break speedman out of his little like delusion 
and they're able to make their big, fast getaway. This is the finally the time for Four Leaf to come to the forefront and fucking do something. <laughs> Save the day, yes. in a way. Yes. So Redeem I think, himself? Doesn't he have like a pyro thing or maybe he has a gun? But he's doing he, something. He he's like shooting people. Bennett? He's defending their honor. He's oh, doing something. Yeah, no, he's a flamethrower? Who? Flamethrower. Oh, yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's he gets a flamethrower. Yeah. So like he grabs the flamethrower, distracts them while they all get in the car. Car ends up getting shot by Boss Baby with a rocket launcher. Yes. Everyone jumps off except for Jay. But don't worry, he's going to be He's going to be fine. He's fine, but, but he doesn't just, realize what's happening. It's no. just like the beginning scene we see. This whole ending scene is yeah, just the just, reverse scene in the beginning of yeah. the real movie that they were doing. Which is great. Yes, which I thought planned. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so they all help to get um, Sandusky off of the uh, flaming truck. And they all start crossing the bridge to get to the chopper. Yes. Um, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Um, so they can get, you know, back to safety. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where Tug's like, I'm going to stay. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take care of my son. And they're like, no, 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 dude. It's time to go home. Like, mm-hmm. you're delusional. It's like, so it's good. time to Yeah, it's I don't understand go. why he goes back. He ends up coming back five seconds later. No, because there was... <laughs> They're all coming at him. They're all coming at him, and the one that he wants to adopt is on his back, stabbing him. Stabbing him with a knife. That yeah. scene cracks me up. The way he just throws him. Yeah, it's I mean, it's not. It's funny, but it it's is not no, funny. It's throws funny. the kid into the river. Jerry and I were like laughing <laughs> our asses yeah. off because he's literally like, "Never mind," just like tosses the kid. He's like, "I'm yeah. out of here." He's like, "Ah, fuck this!" And like, don't worry, the kid totally fine. Oh, he's fine. He, he said, "Ball the bridge." Landing. And four leaf comes through, though. By the way. For the first time. (laughs) Yes, this is like the ultimate, like, it's a real action scene where Speedman is literally running across this bridge as Mm -hmm. it's exploding. And he's like in actual terror, but he makes it all the way across and everyone gets to the chopper. So it's definitely like taken from uh, the last scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan where they blow the bridge before the Nazis get there. It's the same type of... Yep. But uh, bookend. Mm-hmm. They bookended the movie. Yep. So it's pretty good. Um, by the way, the kid that Ben Stiller adopted and throws into the river like a fucking rag doll, uh, <laughs> he ends up living. So, so at all's well that ends, ends well. well. Yeah. And Cody pilots them right out of Vietnam. So they do a pretty, a pretty good uh, job of recreating mm-hmm. that first scene. They did. They, have a, they have a great. Re- yeah, they recreate the they recreate the first scene, but Tug's crying. They're all in their actual kind of real state. Yes, human state. Yeah, yeah. And this is important. So uh, Jerry mentioned earlier how uh, Speedman's agent ends up go flying himself to Vietnam because he's like, I don't care what Les get- Grossman has to say. I'm going to make sure that my client has the damn TiVo. So Man, Matthew every time McConaughey we said TiVo, take a drink. comes in at the clutch. The kit, the boss baby's got the rocket launcher in hand. He's a shoots it, and at the same time, Matthew McConaughey throws it up the, the TiVo. fucking TiVo like a fucking frisbee. And apparently, it blocks the entire explosion from hitting the helicopter. Yes, which um, is great. It's just great. I mean, which is perfect yeah. physics. I would like to add. I would say, yeah, right? exactly. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, they, they said this was busted. It's true. 
Like it's not busted. It's confirmed. It happened. It's a deleted yeah. episode. It really happened. You might not. You might have not seen it. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Okay. It's deleted. Episode. Okay. It's deleted. It's for those in the know. Yes. If you know, you, you know. gotta have a membership. You gotta have a membership, and then you know. Subscription. <laughs> Subscription. We do see um, the next scene makes me crack up because it's like the oh Oscars and shit, right? But like you it's, see, it's the it's the best category, like the it's, be- it's best one of actor the, category, yeah. and you see fucking John Voight down there and. And, and Toby Maguire. Oh yeah, Toby Maguire. Tom from... Hanks. <laughs> yeah, and then Sean Penn as a blind man. Yeah, so like and it's John. This, Vo- this this reaction that John Voight did, it's yeah. actually uh, it it goes back to his reaction back in '69 when he lost to uh, John Wayne, who played in True Grit. He oh, was he was in the movie True Drugstore Grit. Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy, and he lost, and that was his reaction. Like he was actually visibly Mad. like pissed like, off, like upset. Yeah, wow. like they Damn. showed it as well. well so that's, that's so what he's that making is. Making fun of himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna give him a pass for like making fun of himself. On yeah, that. that's cool. That's yeah. cool to like look back and be like, yeah, I was kind of. A I don't dick know if he. I don't know if he's won an Oscar, but I know that he was up for that one. Mm. That, now that I say that, I don't know if he's won an Oscar. To be honest, the only thing I know about John Voight is that he's the father of Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. And that's my extent of knowledge. He I know I've seen he him in things. He was in Mission Impossible. I do love. He's also I, an anaconda. I do. Uh, that's right. So. I do Great like movie. him. I do like oh, him maybe in do uh, National Treasure. Should we not do Anaconda? I like him in National Treasure. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Should we do National Treasure? National, all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You love National Treasure. You um, don't like him, do you? I. She loves I history love movies. Them. They're so great. Can't mm-hmm. tell. That Nicolas Cage man. He's so. Oh, dude, he's so good. Gone in sixty seconds. Oh. Eleanor. Damn. Anyway, yeah. um, also an important note about the Oscars scene is that we pan over to um, Speedman's, uh, one of his co-stars, Al Pacino, and he's in the audience with his boyfriend, Lance, Lance Bass. Bass. Love this. Yep. That was definitely not in the theatrical version. I would have remembered I that. I definitely don't think it was. Yeah. No. I don't think this whole scene was. The whole Are scene you was, yeah. I am an it cut insane, right after that to fan. the Les Grossman dancing to... They did? Uh, I feel like they did like maybe the not the panning scene. They did the award scene, but not the panning of Lance. And I don't all remember that. that because I just don't remember. I really yeah. truly believe like as big of an in sync person as I am, if I saw them in a cameo in a movie, yeah. I would remember yeah. that yeah. because Lance Bass is also in Zoolander. I don't know if he has a relationship with um, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller he now could, that I think yeah. about it, he could. but he's also like they show him in Zoolander in one of like the modely scenes. Oh. so I feel like if I saw this in theaters, I would have hung on to that information. I mean, now I, I do want to watch the theatrical version. I just want to know how different they are. To be yeah. honest, yeah, I want to know the comparisons. I want to watch both. I definitely want to watch the DVD commentary. So after listen, the Oscar listen. scene, this is when we cut over to the very, very infamous Tom Cruise ludicrous dance scene. It's just and awful. I don't really know if this scene is necessary. Ah, necessary. But I love this scene. <laughs> this scene is it's awesome. It's so fun. It's so camp. Yes. Definitely. I give him props. He took hip hop dance lessons for this. Mm. Wow. The commitment level. Yes. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. What well, do you expect? Anything is less he a than? method actor? Is he known for yeah, being a method? Yeah, I think so, because he does. I don't know. It's hard. Okay, this is hard, because I don't know if you describe him as, like, method like Sean Penn or Daniel mm-hmm. Day-Lewis, but he gives, like, 180% into a role. Okay. 
Huh. I don't know if that's method or not. Because I don't he, know either because he's not like changing. Because you could like is 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 Keanu know, Reeves' method for doing like all the gun training for John Wick? Well, you, no, not really. He's just training. You know what it's it is? Method, it's like it's we we as an audience have an idea of what method is because we've been told about actors like I have to use him, but like Jared Leto, Heath and Ledger. he's like he was playing the Joker, so he set like dead mice to people, and so we think, oh, that's what method acting is. But like maybe no, that's meth- just Jared Leto being fucking Jared Leto. Method yeah. is um completely immersing yourself yeah so like anything daniel day lewis does because he does like he's basically retired yeah but if a project comes around that uh ignites his fire that much that he'll do it that's why he only does like one every 10 years Mm. because like he just doesn't want to do like he's retired so like for like gangs in new york he stayed in character the whole time he had the glass eye in the whole time he when everyone else was sitting in like comfortable chairs, he took up um, wood carving and carved uh, his own stool out of the tools the that hell? they that they would have had back in the day, and sat on that as his cast chair for the whole movie. That's crazy. He refused to wear like warm clothing. He got hypothermia. Like all of this bullshit. That like that's method. Like that's, that's method. Yeah. yeah, that's method. No, I I read about like there was it's going some role. above and beyond. I don't remember which one, so I can't like quote specifically. But there was, uh, I guess, Drew Barrymore is also known for being somewhat method. But there was like a movie where she played a journalist who they didn't have computers then. They only had typewriters, and she like wrote a diary or whatever. So huh. she did that every day in her yeah. hotel room as part of gearing up to play the character and also it's important to note that she's taken a break from acting because she's had two kids and she's a single parent right now and she's like i can't commit to a role the way i used to and so if i can't do that i don't do it yeah and that's why she hasn't been in a movie in a hot minute which honestly that kind of makes sense i don't think you necessarily need to live as your character in order to successfully play said character but if that's Sorry. I think if that's depends. your process, like that's your process. It depends on the character, it depends on the role, it depends on what's called for, like depends on the role. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're I just agree. playing like Susie Weddings. Q or if you're in mean girls, like do you need to be a mean girl for the entirety of playing the movie, or could you just like play a mean girl in theory? I don't know. I mean just you guess example. you could, but I'm not gonna be like going through method acting and trying to be a mean girl for mean girls. I'm not gonna like yeah that's what i'm saying i'm like when does it when is it like too much and it's like are you doing this because you just want the excuse to like say your method yeah i feel like it happens with like helps you it happens with period pieces or with fictional characters or people Mm -hmm. portraying other people or or fake deep characters yeah i feel like if i was going to fake an accent like if i was an actor and i had to portray someone with an accent from a different country i would commit to that for the from the moment I got the role until it was over to make sure I didn't lose the accent sure. or like slip in and out. See, of I wouldn't call that method. I would just call that like training and, and being a good actor. Word. It will be training. Work on it. Or work on it. How long do you think Tom Cruise talked like that? Or Tom Cruise. I'm sorry, Tom Hanks. Do you think he walked around the set of Forrest Gump? Wait, I wasn't trying to do, I was trying to do a... You sounded low-key like Forrest Gump. Oh my God, I was trying to do a British accent. Oh, no, that's why I told you it's getting worse. A bit, a little bit of Britain. I literally thought you were being. Oh, Michael Caine as Forrest Gump. Do you think Tom Hanks was just walking around Forrest Gump like I- I'd like some mashed potatoes? I don't. I want to look into the trivia. On, I think that he Gump. got his inspiration from Waterboy. Waterboy came out after Forrest Gump. That I love Jerry. you so much. You're so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're sure. a sweet soul, Jerry, but misguided. Well, I love this movie, guys. Thanks for joining me with it. How this many? Has been a fun time. 
Tug Speedman's do you give it out of 10? Oh, I mean, I, I love this movie a lot. I'm probably going to give it a... I mean, I, I'll rewatch this a lot throughout the year. It's one of my favorite You'll go movies. back to it? All the time, yeah. If it's, if it's on streaming. But I have the Blu-ray, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> honestly, I love the movie, and I love that what it, what it's, what it entails showing, the, the satire part of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of do like that some people just don't get it. Like, if you don't get it, I think that's kind of fine, you know? Like, and it's if you don't get it, you. and then you're explained what the movie is, and you still don't like it, that's your choice, you know? I think the movie's funny, uh, funny, good, and smart. Uh, How I Met funny, Your Mother. Funny, smart, and cute. Yeah. I give it a, a nine, honestly. I love this movie. Nine Speedmans. Nine Speedmans. Nine Tugs. Nine Tugs. That's nine what I'm tugs. writing. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Daniel? What about, what about you, dude? <sighs> Duden. Dudeson. I'm a six. Okay. I could be a seven. Basically, because of Robert Downey, I think he steals the show in this. Oh, yeah. And I love him for that. Um, I think it's a great movie on the mockery of Hollywood that I said before at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in whether it could be done nowadays. I really feel like not talking Tropic Thunder 2 or anything. I'm yes. just saying I'm the kind of so... same sense of humor. You know, 2008, 2023, I'm just so interested in where comedy movies are going because they are dying in a way, like movies are. They we're feel not, like they're going. We're not seeing comedy this kind of... in general. I would argue that media today is largely really sad and I miss comedies because I don't yeah. think they exist the way that they did. Like, when was the last mm. time you saw a movie that was comparable to The Hangover? In comedy the level. First just one. like you laughed at it. The yeah. same level well, you that have you would to have go, like, the, But you have to go back to like 2008, like Pineapple Express, this. Yes. I Love Super You Man, bad. Super Bad. Like the, the, none of those are coming out now. Like mm-hmm. we're getting um, kind of dribs and drabs of what used to be. Yeah, I agree. I think Pitch Perfect like, I love is Pitch the Perfect. last like, big yeah. comedy that I remember. Like, mm-hmm. was I know there out. are probably more that I'm forgetting. Like Dodge maybe we ball. can touch on that like in another episode. Yeah. But. There yeah. are still TV yeah. shows that do it, like Always Sunny and like When Workaholics yeah. was around. I would say yeah. there's more comedic TV that exists right now than like popular comedy mm. movies. Yes. I don't know. It feels largely sad out in the universe these days. I agree. What about you? Um, I'm going to give this a solid seven. Seven what? Seven, seven tugs. Seven cool. Tugs. Seven tugs. Heard. Um, I actually like this movie more than I remembered, and I think that in 2008 i definitely wrote this off as kind of like just like a silly dumb comedy but looking at it now i'm like no there was something really smart something really well done here i agree and clever yes on top of everything else like so clever and i don't know that we'll ever see something of this magnitude happen again so like just like what a time to be alive just soak it in yeah you know um, like Jerry said, uh, it, this comedy may not be for everyone. This may not be your cup of tea. Totally understandable. But I don't think this movie was made in malice. I think it's a parody of what was going on in yep. Hollywood. Yeah. And if you can he's look come at out it from said those that. idols, he have, you'll he's enjoy not, it. Stiller said that he has nothing to apologize for on this. Yeah. Like, he's multiple times. No, he loves this movie. Yeah. yeah. He, and, 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 everyone, and everyone's work in it, too. There are talks of There was talks of Tropic Thunder, too. I'd be down. Yeah. So. They're trying. I think Danny said he'd do it too. Is this yeah. the one that you were saying might be in universe with heavyweights, or were you saying that was Dodgeball? That they're would be saying in Dodgeball. Universe? Ben Stiller's character is uh, in the same universe as his character Tony Perkis and heavyweights. 
they're the same character, same character, and same people character. are saying that he ter- made Globo Jim after he left the camp oh, gotcha. to r- run the camp, made Globo Jim gotcha. and changed his name and identity and stuff. But I love this movie, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank yes. you for coming along on the ride. Yes, this was, was really fun. It's been a fun one. And uh, next week, Crikey. it's my pick. It is Porsche's pick. Do we know um, what we're doing? So I have something in mind. I have two things in mind. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys the choice of genre. <gasps> we'll put a poll up. So I can figure out which one I'm going to pick. Oh my God, I can't Okay. Wait. We'll so, put a genre poll up. Okay. So the genre is either comedy... Yes, but what kind? Is it like raunchy comedy? Oh, yeah. Silly raunchy. comedy? Raunchy comedy. Okay. Or do you want a little bit of a more heartfelt, emotional journey? A tearjerker? A tearjerker, Depends if there's death say. in it. Do you want me to tell you the options? Yes. No. I'm dying. Oh, you want to? Yeah, I want yeah. yeah. You want options? I guess so. So I'm either going to do A Walk to Remember. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Or... We could do Bed Teacher. Ooh. Because school's about to be back in session. I do it's like August. that movie, and that is a great summer choice. Mm. With the end of well, the summer coming let's up. Let's put a poll up. So options. There are options. Um, okay. I We haven't done a sad movie yet, and I'm kind of interested in what a sad movie would be like on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe is we should do funny? a sad movie. Is it going hey, to hey, actually hey, hey, pump be the sad? Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. We, we had a dog die. Oh, on John, John Wick, if you haven't heard that podcast, that's John Wick, forget. go listen to it. Damn, good job, Jerry. Thank you. Shameless plug, baby. Pups. Um, but yeah, so those are the options okay. and we'll come back next week and you'll yeah. just be surprised by whatever we, whatever we pick or whatever, whatever we if we decide to put a poll up and you vote. And if we decide not to listen to your vote at all. Yeah. And you know, you can find, um, my, uh, I Instagram in our description. Yep. So I'll throw some polls on there too. Okay. Exactly. I had fun. Jerry, guys. thank you for this movie. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. What yeah. a gift. I love everyone. Thank you guys. Thank it's you. It's been fun. See you next week. Bye. Peace.